nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Yeah, they were talking about Amazon put up on April 5th, uh, Star Wars uh, Force, Force Awakens Blu-rays coming out. Okay. And then they put it, they, it was up for two days, then they took it down. So I was like, um, is it coming out? <laughs> Probably is, just somebody accidentally, or they, because a lot of that stuff, like, they create the listing and then it's supposed to auto-go up at certain times, and I'm sure it's somebody just accidentally tossed it up early for and revealed the release date. But it's also like, yes, we knew it was going to come out within six months of it anyways, so. Well, it could be that, or it could be that, April 5th could be the the uh, digital release date. That's possible, too. And then you'd have it for a month later, because it seems to me like you would want to wait till the week of Free Comic Book Day and the next Marvel movie to release it on DVD. It's the same thing as, as the movie itself. Who cares? They could release it tomorrow. People are going to buy it. Right. Yeah. No one's going to go, well, I can go see it in the movie theater instead. Well, see, I, I think I, that they'd I, wait. I that they shouldn't release it at all until all three. I think that they out. need to re- to wait. I know I will be waiting for that. I will not be buying it because I don't want to. I just like, I'd rather have a box set. No, you can borrow the six copies that Rich will have, so. No, I'm going to get it so on digital. I'll, I'll get the Blu-ray, digital. I'll get the digital Blu-ray, and wait. The... Yeah, but then you'll you're going to end up double dipping. Uh, well, triple. Do you realize how many copies of the Star Wars trilogy I have? Yeah, I've got VHS. I've got Betamax. <laughs> I've got DVD. I've got I've got I've got three like, versions of DVDs. Films. I've got like three versions of DVDs. I've yeah. got like four versions of the of the uh, VHS. I have a eight millimeter. That goes back to the to the original nineteen seventy. There's that one DVD that has both versions of the movie. So was that really two versions in one? Every time that there was a version that came out, with this new, with the exception of this new version that came out, which was nothing new than just putting out the DVDs again for Disney to, yeah. to make some money off of, I've bought. So I, I mean, I have every single version of that you, movie. You'll be able to borrow from him. You'll yeah. buy the digital. He'll buy the Blu-ray as soon as it comes out. They'll release a steel book towards December. He'll buy that too. I'll wait. I just, it's one of those things like, uh, I just. I said when we first talked about it. If Disney yeah. was, if Disney was really, really they'll smart, make people, yeah, they'll make people really, wait. If you really wanted to just absolutely feed that frenzy of demand, announce that you're not releasing it on that you will video only be doing a three pack until the three pack. You'll release Rogue One. You know, with the year right. that episode because it doesn't tie. Opens. It yeah. doesn't tie anything. You release the Han Solo movie. Oh, the man, I tell you what, it sounds like Rogue One is going to tie in to the Han Solo movie. It may, it may be something passing. I, I no, I have a feeling that there's there's going to be tie-ins. They're going to take the watch your the, hero sell drugs, kids. It's going to be <laughs> well, fun. Yeah, I mean, but I, I I have this feeling that you want the, some spice. The standalone movies are tying into each other, so it's almost probably like, a, they'll probably do some like nice little nods to each other. Well, I think it sets it up. I, I think it, it totally sets it up. It may. There, there's some. Well, they've could, said standalone. Wait, 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 wait. How could Rogue One set up a Han Solo movie? If you have Han Solo, and uh, let's say Boba Fett's in in uh, in the Han Solo movie, okay. Let's say the the whole premise of the the Han Solo movie is Boba Fett chasing Han Solo again, starting it out. It's too early. Why? Because, because it's young Han Solo. Yeah, they've said young Han Solo. Okay, it's him as a teenager. It's he not him. It's not him days before Yavin. And this, they yeah. haven't they haven't established when he crosses Jabba. It's got to be fairly soon to that. Why? Uh, when, how is he going to cross Jabba when he's 14? I don't think it's not going to be that early. Look at the people they, they're they, looking they, at. Look at they, the people that they're, they're casting. Look, they're they're looking, early 20s. They're, yeah, they're like 10 yeah, years. Early 20s playing 16. Yeah, no, that's, that's, they're, that's, 
No, it, it's happening. It looks like it's happening within I, the the rebel the rebels time period. I don't think so at all. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. Nope. I think it's within ten years of the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, but yeah, would, ten years, fine. But okay, it's not so be he's twenty months. He's twenty. That would still put it before Rebels, but way before Rebels. Rebels, it, Rebels, Rebels is because they were Rebels is five years out. Yeah, but he was. I mean, they was supposed to be. He, he was supposed to be beating the Kessel Run during Revenge of the Sith. No. Yeah, that's that was originally in one of the scripts as a as not showing him, but showing like oh. You know, young upstart Han Solo. Well, no, the original Revenge of the Script, the Revenge of the Revenge of the Script, Revenge of the Sith Script. He was a kid on Kashyyyk. Yes. in Yoda's command. Is that what it was? Because yeah, I know like they were eight, also he was throwing around to be between eight or nine. He's supposed to be Boba Fett's age. Okay, because they were also throwing around him beating the Kessel Run in one of those movies. Yeah, because Boba Fett, Boba Fett would be just short of ten. In Clone Wars, yeah, so he'd be about 13. a decade later. Would be about nineteen, because the difference between yeah, I mean, if you're, the difference between Revenge of the Sith and, and Battle of Yavin is nineteen years. Yes, right. it is. And, and then what is Clone Wars Revenge of the Sith? I think a it's, year, two years. Well, the ending. No, of, three years later. The ending. So you got. You, let's let's say he's ten. He's ten, thirteen. So, he'd be forty-three. Yeah, thirty-three, the, thirty-three, but, but thirty-three, see, which the, is good age. The ending of the ending of Clone Wars. Yeah. The ending of Clone Wars puts it within months of of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, changed that timeline, huh? They changed that timeline. It's stretched out a little bit, but it's supposed to be because they wanted the war to be longer. Because right. So many, right. There were so many pieces that fit in there. But the they were saying between the two of them is something like a year and a half now. Okay, so but it's even not, then, even months. then, you're still talking. I mean, because if you're getting Han about the age of thirty when before Yav, or I mean, when Yavin happens, when he meets Luke, he should be mid thirties, right? So you're talking he was, and it didn't even if, if you, it's twenty, that's fifteen years. I mean, earlier. if you if you take it into the found, into the account, which is very loosely, and it doesn't even matter because it's not even part of it. But the the Lego Star Wars cartoons when they did the Ian slash Han thing, yeah, but that's he was also, a kid during yeah, but the they Clone also Wars. Mixed timelines in that, and right? Those are also no, 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 no. I get that. Darth Vader. No, I, I, Darth I get Maul. that. I get that. But I, what I'm saying is, if you use that as the as a a structure to where Han's age is, it would be about Why the would right. you use that as a structure for Han's <clears throat> because age? When you, hold on. When you have a series that has Darth Maul meet Darth Vader on the bridge of a Star Destroyer. No, no, I get that. I get that. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that... The, what, are you, what are you saying? You can't structure... You're, you're you saying that... No, no, no. You're arguing for, that there's a structure for, a show for Han show that we Solo. don't have any topics on, this would be something that we could probably... No. No Star Wars. No, no. It's For, it, a, whole, for a show that you're saying has structure in Han Solo's age... You're also saying has absolutely no structure for what Darth Vader and Darth. I'm Baldwin. saying it, it, you can't have it both. It's ways. a basis. It's a basis it's of a what basis. of how old he was at that time. It's not a basis no, I'm at not, all. But I'm not saying it's not that. I'm not saying that whole thing is canon. I'm, I'm saying that I'm not saying canon or anything else. I'm you saying can't that use that as a basis. If you were using if you were using uh, Boba Fett as a as a um, age range for where Han Solo possibly is, then. The character that they had for Ian slash Han in that cartoon is about the same age as the Boba Fett character. Who cares? It's so I'm a just saying it, that has no basis. No, in I any get sort that. I get that. I mean, it has no bearing on anything. I get that. Well, your your argument is completely moot, and yet you keep making it. This is what I don't understand. You destroy your own argument by using something that has absolutely no. Structure I'm just saying in it that, and saying it has structure and it doesn't have structure. I'm just That's saying that. That's like me that, picking up an orange and saying it's orange, but it's red. No. Yes, it's exactly it. It's like picking up an orange and saying it's an orange, but it's not an apple. No, it's not, because that's truth. 
There's no, there's no truth to your argument because you're saying, within your own argument, you're saying there's structure to it by, based on Han Solo's age. But don't worry, there's no structure to it because of everything else. So anyways, the, the, point was, the whole point was that I think that they could be using Rogue One, especially since they've already announced that Han Solo is going to be in it, or young Han Solo is going to be in it, that it could be something that is setting up. If young Han Solo is in, in it, then they're throwing out Episode 4. Because Rogue One takes place days before the Battle of Yavin. No, they haven't said it takes place days. So they get these plans to the Death Star years before they get it to Leia? I, uh, all I know is they've, they've, they've come out and said that the casting of the young Han Solo will be the first appearance in Rogue One. That's stupid. Then you're throwing out... You're, what you're basically saying is you're going to computer generate Han Solo in the next release of episode four to make him look 15 years younger. I don't I, look, all I'm saying is that they've already, that they've announced that he will be in rogue one. There's no reason for him to be in. Rogue I one. agree. I'm, I not, I'm saying that they may not be right. There's a, there's a lot of things that have come out also with, uh, with from toy fair that, or not, not even toy fair pre toy fair with, with the Lego announcements that kind of can, that concur with this. It's stupid. They just throw Star Wars down the trash. It's just these guys are idiots. This is it's the stupidest thing in the world. If you're going to set Rogue One ten years before Yavin and say that it's the the stealing the plans of the Death Star, so they've been sitting on it for a decade. Well, I don't think it's, it's it can't be that long because I, I'm I'm it well, can't be I mean, that I mean, long, but it has to be if that's who you're casting is Han Solo. If you're casting that as Han Solo, then he's if got to be anywhere from twenty Raymond, to twenty five. That's still ten years. Yes, Harrison Ford is at least thirty in there. At least they, they they've already said. I mean, they've already established it, haven't they? In the timeline, or at least he would have been. He would have been at the academy before. Correct. He would have been in the academy right after right after Revenge of the Sith, or at least something close to it. Close to it, yeah. If you use the original the original Han Solo trilogy from the books, which again, it, yes, isn't canon, but they were still using what they thought would be an established timeline. Right. They're set a decade before Yavin. I know. So yeah, according to according to the way that they pitched the movie is uh the movie the this takes place right just before episode four. It basically it, ends with them within within it within to... a couple months. Yeah. Right. Because this is uh basically they say it takes place in the opening title crawl sequence where it says the rebellion has delivered their first blow against the Empire and they've stole and in in that in that decisive first attack, they've stolen the plan. No, I, and I'm not disagreeing with any of this. So, I'm just saying that they've so yeah, already Rogue, said. So yeah, Rogue One. Unless is, they're going to age the Han, the young Han Solo to be somewhere in between whatever they're going to do for a movie, and it's just I I, I agree. I don't, when, want, just, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just so fucking stupid. Why would you put Han Solo in Rogue One? Let the fucking movie happen. Who would you put in it? Nobody. There's are, yeah, no that's reason why to put all anybody new characters in it. Would you put Boba Fett? No. no. I'd put a big old fucking X-Wing in it, and that's it. How about Vader? No. no. Vader makes no. sense. I would, I would want no. Vader in the movie as See, a bad guy, but Vader I don't makes need sense. No, no. Leave Vader out of it, because when they give you a Vader movie, it's going to be that much better, because you haven't seen him in 30 years. I agree with that. But if you're going to have... You would have to either have Vader or Tarkin in it. I don't think you have either of them in it because Why? I don't because neither of them take the rebellion seriously. But we already know with Tarkin, he he is overseeing from the from the book Tarkin. He's overseeing the Death Star creation. No, always, yeah, he's the Death, he's the project Death Star was all his. He doesn't, you take him the, gone? he doesn't take the rebellion seriously. Correct. Doesn't mean he has the plans. The plans could be anywhere in the Empire. Correct. So what you're saying is that even though they steal the plans, they don't go anywhere near the Death Star no. construction. No, because then. 
But then what do I you do? I think episode four is basically the Death Star is a secret. Okay, then the what do you do? The plans are the first implication to the rebellion that there's this gigantic moon-sized space station that has a laser that can blow a planet into a billion pieces. That's basically what the what the pitch for the movie is. Right, okay, but the, the, tra- the teaser trailer that they showed at Celebration shows an X-Wing going through a jungle planet, and the last thing you see is it coming up on the horizon, you see the Death Star. Yeah, but that, that may not even be in the movie. Though. That's true. That is very true. I, just, I wouldn't put any of them in it. You, look, if you're going... So you wouldn't have an antagonist at all? No, no, the antagonist would be new. So you're saying like a, like an inquisitor, an imperial or something. commander, an imperial intelligence officer, whoever loses the plans and says, "I better go get that before I have to go." Hey, hey, uh, your Majesty, you know you, you know that big moon, <laughs> that thing that that's yeah, that's a funny story. So this chick shows up, right? She's got this cool plane. I just sort of gave her the plans to it, so. Oh, okay. I'm done. But I, I was thinking... I would not use an established... Why use an established character? You have all of this room to explore. Right. But the one thing you have to do, one thing you had to do in Episode 7, was establish new characters. Yes. You can't sit there in 40 years and think everyone's going to love Vader the same that they did before. Because you're never going to reboot that universe. That's true. Like Mar- Marvel, DC, all those guys are like, well, you know, these guys all stand the test of time because they're reinvented every few years. Again and again and again. Well, technically, technically Episode 7 was the reboot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Launch. You're not going to throw this unit. You're not going to Star Trek this universe. No, no, no. At any point, Disney is not going to, hopefully, is not going to throw away everything that's come before and say, okay, Anakin isn't born on Tatooine from bugs. Right. So if you want to have all this room to explore, you're going to have to put new things in. The whole expanded universe, you had connections to those little characters, but you had enough stories that characters had nothing to do with the original trilogy or even the prequels once they uh-huh. got to that point. You do the same thing here. I'm just I'm rereading the other Sons of Tatooine in which there's an entire storyline that's told from the Empire with Lieutenant Sunberg, who turns out to be connected to somebody, but right. still he's an original character because you don't never see Tank on the screen. Right. You only hear his name on point. Why would you waste Vader in this? Yeah, it, do a Vader movie. When you get past episode nine, do the Vader movie. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Do it before James Earl Jones dies, because I really don't want to hear the I am Lord Vader. That's that's close, right? Yeah, no, uh, no. You mean the, the Lord Vader that they used for the Battlefront game? Yeah. Ugh. Who's not the normal yeah. person who does Darth Vader for any of the games any or the yeah. movies? Oh. It's it's just horrible. Um, horrendous. But I was watching Rebels this week, and I realized that I know why they've they've gone with the A wings and not the X wings, even though the time period would call for the X wings, not the A wings. I have this uh, strong suspicion it's because the X-Wing, um, the, the the Rebellion getting the X-Wing is being saved for Rogue One. But that's not the story. The yeah, story is You the also plans. have to remember that... It could be the opening We also have to it. remember that, like with anything... It's canon until it's not canon. Oh, yeah. And, no, you, and I, they've, they already, they've, they've already said TV canon, which is, is second tier, which no, means... No, not anymore. Yes. TV, they, no, 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 no. TV canon is now official canon. It, yeah, no, it's... Until it's, it's th- not. That, that Disney, Disney has said, movies is first-tier canon, then the TV shows are second-tier canon, and then the comics and books are third-tier. But everything which now means, is supposed to be absolved into one. No, it, it's, no they've, they, it's they, have ex- they have explicitly said, yes, they are canonical, but if they decide to do something in the movies that contradicts any of those then it's contradicted and it doesn't count But anymore. that's why they have the storybook group that, that, yes, that keeps it, it from... What they're doing is they're putting themselves forward from what they've done over the last 25 years. Yeah. Ever since Dark Horse and Delray started their books, 
they've retcon stuff. Right. They had to retcon the Mandalorians. They had to retcon Darth Ma- Darth Maul's origins for the mm-hmm. TV series. What he's saying is that yes, they have the right to change anything they want and attempt to retcon it at some point. The movie, the movie canon always the, takes precedent. In the non-canon canon, in the Dark Horse canon, the X-wings are pulled from the Incom base, from right. the Incom facility, weeks before Yavin. Hmm. Biggs and Wedge, and they get the the R two units on a run through. It's like Raltier or something like that, and they say so they're getting them for the this. The, this fighter that they just got, and then the wizard half, you know, Star Wars Rogue Squadron number one half special is them stealing them from right. the income facility, and that's the first time right. they have them. Well, I have a feeling that's as like... they set it, as they, they set it up, because Biggs is a part of it, is Biggs, Biggs is a part of this group. They get them, they go to Yavin. That's actually the it, within that, that Dark Horse, Del Rey, former canon. Mm-hmm. The X Wings are like, that's the first time they've ever flown them in battle. Yeah. At any point. So yes, the X-wing could be later. Obviously, well, I, I have was... a feeling that that's going to be the opening. Because if you Rogue read uh, was Force Unleashed mm-hmm. with uh, what's her face, the pilot who switches sides for Force Unleashed two, it's all Y wings. Right. The Y wing is the only thing that makes up the Rebel fleet besides ragtag groups of freighters and and tramp freighters and larger ships and stuff like that. Yeah. No, but yeah, I have a feeling that's what's going to be the opening of Rogue Squadron. I, I think they might have it say that it's new, but I, yeah, if, if that's, that's the thing is there. The, they're not going to hamstring themselves by watching Rebels and not being able to tell a story. If they decide Kanan is a small green alien who's a foot tall for the movie, no, that's not, what he that's, becomes. That, that, that stuff's out of the way. They're, they're not going to go that far. No, they, they but, can make changes, but, but it's ex- not... But, but they've we, explicitly said that... They've already... But they, if no, the they movie, didn't. They if, already yes, they said. have. If the movies overwrite any of the shows or books or comics, then it's overwritten because they're, they've already said they're not going to tie themselves to the secondary and third tier canons for the films. So they're, they're giving themselves an out. They're giving them room. Yes. No, but they're, they're, they're not doing, they're not going they're to giving, contradict themselves. They're giving They've said they would if they had to. They're giving themselves an out before the backlash that'll come at some point. Yes. That's Seven, totally different or, than what they were saying at so, celebration. No. What they were saying at celebration is that everything will tie everything's conical and what conical is not it's just these stories are great. You can't have this many creators work on something for this long and not have stuff contradict each other. They're not saying, if you get to the point where you want to tell a story with Kanan, and you're like, well, we want to do it after he meets Hera, but before he meets Ezra, but this and this. Well, we're going to tell the story anyway. And you can sit there and go, wait, that doesn't make sense. And they're just going to tell you it does. I mean, this, they can contradict themselves if they want to, and they'll find a way to retcon it. The whole, the whole thing with Darth Maul was completely retconned. I get that. Because, conically, he was supposed to be from here, and the witches were supposed to be from here. And they're like, well, we want his race, he, we want the Zabrik to be on the witches' planet. Yes. Okay, so that's where Darth Maul's from. Well, they even explained mm, it. That doesn't make in, any sense. They explained it in the, the show that that clan was taken from their home yeah. world and put and transplanted. That's a retcon. I, I, I know that. Okay. Well, then I don't understand what you're arguing. What the you arguing saying? is, if, if, the argument is that what Sebastian, ex- exactly what Sebastian just said, that if the movies decide that Kanan was a little green, you know, half alien, mm-hmm. then they would make him that in the movies, and they've said that. But that's that. not true. No. Yes, they did. They, they have not said that. Yes, they, said, they, they did. They, they said do whatever they no. want. In a George, you have to remember, dollars. George Lucas beforehand that has it has nothing to do with lucas whatever he said before it does because george lucas considered nothing apart from anything on screen canon and then disney said 
everything is now canon, but there are tears. There's Lucas the said film, whatever you film see is, on film is canon. and television is, is canon. canon. Anything else is out. Uh, Anything else, it doesn't matter. And then Disney, Hold and, on. He did not say it doesn't matter. No, he, he doesn't said, say it's not canon. He said it matters for the fans, but we can overwrite it. Yes, and then Disney Which said... he did. He said that he considered that anything that you saw on screen as far as, as, far as television canon. and movie, that was official oh, canon. Yes. But he and never then, said that the other stuff didn't And matter. then Disney has said it's now all canonical... But they're in tiers now, and the film tier is the highest level tier. And if anything goes in a like again, you have to remember if they just because somebody's writing it. Let's say they write a comic for episode eight, and they include a character in episode eight who is not in the comic book. Well, or not in the movie. Well, you got to go. Well, too bad. He sure he's in the comic, but remember canonical. Keep being a comic. They've already, but they've already. They've already established what they've said is that they're not going to that you can tell whatever stories you want in the comics and it's canon. It's canon as long as it doesn't contradict and games as long as it doesn't contradict something that's going to take place in the movies. Right. So that's why that's why that's a tear. They're telling the comic people you're not important enough to affect the movies. But that's you think why they tell the movie people you're not important enough you're too you're not important enough to to change the comics? That's why they're not allowed to tell any stories that will directly impact the movies or slash TV shows. I'm not saying they don't take steps to try and to change this. I'm not saying that if someone comes along and says, we're going to make a movie about Kanan and we're going to screw up all of Rebels, that somebody doesn't step in and say, can we find a way to do this without screwing up all of Rebels? But if they're sitting there, if Steven Spielberg walks in and says, I really like that Kanan character, I want to do a movie about him but I don't want to set it on the ghost, but I want it days before Yavin, after Rebels kills him off years before Ravin. Yavin. Do you think they're going to tell Steven Spielberg, sorry, dude, that's not canon. As long as they haven't killed him off in Rebels yet? No, that's what I'm saying. If they killed, let's say, let's say Rebels ends with him dying two years before the Battle of Yavin. I don't think they'll let him do it. You're I wrong. honestly don't think they'll let him do... You're wrong. Uh, no way. Yes. No way. You're going to tell say, Steven fucking Spielberg uh, yeah, not to do a to, Star Wars they'll tell film? Him, they'll tell him to reset that someplace else. No, the, oh, they bull, won't. No! Bullshit. You're not going to... You gonna, think that Disney's going to tell Steven fucking Spielberg yes! to not make a Star Wars film because it screws up a TV show? Yeah. Are you out of your fucking mind? They've, they've already said that... Whatever. They've already said that if it's the movies overriding no you're making You're making the statement. Yes, it's a far-flung concept and it's never going to happen. You're actually <laughs> making the statement that if Steven Spielberg were to walk up to Lucasfilm five years from now and say, I'm going to make a Kanan movie... After he had already died in Rebels. And, and said Disney's it after tell, his death? Yeah, and Disney's going to tell them no? First of all... You're going to tell all, Steven Spielberg no. Yes, because you're not going to do that to yourself. I hope you never run a movie studio. Of course not. Because <laughs> why, why would you do that to yourself? You do it to yourself because it's Steven fucking Spielberg Who that cares? makes the movie. You're going to make a billion Spielberg. dollars. Yeah, just because it's Steven fucking Spielberg? No, Being you're Star not. Star Wars film? Yes! No, you're going to tell You're not going to go see a Star Wars film directed by Steven Spielberg? Really? Because apparently Steven Spielberg didn't make the fucking Indiana Jones movie he wanted to make. I don't care that he didn't want to make the Indiana Jones movie. He's still Steven Spielberg. And an Indiana Jones movie that everybody sells they hate? Still made a whole bunch of cash. Okay, but he didn't make the movie. He even came out and said he didn't make the movie Who he wanted cares? to make. Who cares? You think Disney cares whether he makes the movie he wants to make or not? He's going to make a movie that's going to make them a lot of money. No. The comic books and video games and what have you can tell stories. It's the same thing as, 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 
X-Men. You can tell a story as long as you as you tell your story, and at the beginning and the end of it, it still ends up in the same place that it was before, then you're fine. But they don't do that, though. They change it all the time. You, you tell the story. The beginning of going, AVX and the end of AVX is the same? You're not going to... With Xavier to, dead? You're not going to put yourself in that Star With Star Wars now. The way Star Wars is now, there's oh, no yes, way. Oh, yes, you would? No. Yes. Absolutely in terms not. Of, in terms of turning down cash because you want to protect your canon? Absolutely not. You're not going to do it. No. Totally disagree with you. <coughs> well, you know, we that's the whole point of this, is to no, agree to disagree. Totally disagree with you. There's no way they would give up that much cash just to protect a Rebel series that's on home video at that point. Really? Because, you know, yeah. they... they they completely have gone back now and said that they're changing episode eight to be more what the fans have wanted. That's not, again, don't you think the fans would want a film that Steven Spielberg would want to make? Not if it's going to contradict what they already have established. Yeah, they would. No. Yeah, they would. The guy that walks up and says, where's my expanded universe back? That's not the guy that's that's going to see, that's not the majority of the audience that's going to go see a film. That guy's insane. I'm telling you, it wouldn't happen. There's it's probably not going to happen. It's a far-fledged concept, but I, yes, Disney's you're you're not, arguing you're, you're arguing something that has less than probably a point oh one percent chance of ever happening. But the point of it is still true. Disney is not going to turn down cash because of a TV series or a comic book or a book. We've already seen Lucasfilm itself, which suffered all sorts of backlash for changing canon, not give two shits in a Clone Wars series. That screws up a book that Karen Travis wrote five years before, and they said, who cares? Because what do we give a shit about that fucking book? Because they had already, at that point, they had not, they had not established the, the boundaries that they've set for themselves. It does, yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They there did was not. There boundary within it. You still have creators who were trying not to step you on each other's toes. You had the book publishers that were trying not to step on each other's toes. They, were they all had not, nothing they to were do with the TV series and the movies. Exactly. You have a comic book series. I don't care that it's canon. I don't care that it's owned by Disney. Nobody in TV gives a shit what the comics are doing. They've started. No one in the movies gives a shit what TV. They've already said as long as you don't say all they want. Okay. They're not giving up money. It's not not happening. They're not going to. You're not going to turn resurrect a a character that they've killed off in a TV show to to have another story. No matter who the director is. Yes, they would. No. In a TV series, yes. No. If it's a movie. If they if they if they decide to tell <coughs> they would have done if it they, if they decide to tell Obi Wan's story during Empire Strikes Back as a movie, there's no way because it's a movie. This is what everybody has seen. They've seen a New Hope. Oh, but a comic book can do it because uh, from what you're saying is a comic book can do it. Why would a comic book do it? So why would a movie do it? Because it's a movie. The movie's not going to do it because the movie already exists. As a comic book, you're not going to do it because fans aren't... Okay, we've already, seen with, we've already seen the way Disney is establishing themselves after Episode 7. With all the holes that they've left in Episode 7. Yes. That they've, they're very I'm not est- saying there are other, there's tons of stories out there. They've already established if, that they're waiting to, to, to fill in those gaps with other yeah. stories. Every publisher has said that. Yes. Okay. Okay, so why... Gaps aren't contradicting each other, though. So then Steven Spielberg, if he came in and said, I want to do a Kanan movie, and I mm-hmm. want to set it here, Disney's going to say, we've already killed him off. Why don't we set it here? And when he says no... Then they're going to say, I'm, then I guarantee you they're going to say, well, that's the way it's got to be. No. Disney's bigger than Steven Spielberg. Star Wars is bigger than Steven Spielberg. 
but nothing's bigger than a billion dollars. And Steven Spielberg so making money. a Star Wars movie isn't guaranteed a billion dollars. It's going to be a more of a guarantee than Joe Schmo coming in and doing it. I'm not saying if that guy off the street comes in with a great Kanan script that happens to end with him dying on the Death Star instead of wherever it was in Rebels, they're going to say, yeah, let's go for it. But if it's Steven Spielberg? No, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think so. No. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, we... For years, we were told that we wouldn't have an episode seven, eight, and nine, and we haven't. Well, yeah, because Disney and now Disney's saying that we will have Star Wars going on Infinity, which I don't even know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. It, it, everything depends on what happens after episode nine. If they decide to do, if they let it lie fallow for a year, that would be the interesting thing. If they decide to take a whole year off of Star Wars films and then do another anthology film, then that would that that. I mean, how, we long have can you, how long can you keep telling the, Star, the Skywalker tale? Well, that's the thing. That's, that's what the, I think the anthology... Yeah, I think that the anthology films are so important because Rogue One is the most important thing that Disney will do in terms of this and probably one of the most important things that Lucasfilm will ever do. As far as a Star Wars project. In a Star Wars project because you're telling your first film, film story, which it, makes more, it takes more money to, to make a film... It's TV, a bigger prestige then, yes. and all that. You're going to do your first project that has nothing to do with the Skywalker, Solo, Leia trilogy of characters. Technically. Yeah, you're using Skywalker as Anakin. You're using Luke in the, in the second one. And now but if you, if, you, if you include Darth Vader and you include the, te- yeah, the Death Star pe- people plans. People that are introduced in <coughs> those three original films. Go back to the prequels. Yoda's in it. Obi-Wan's in it. Anakin's in it. So you have people that were introduced beforehand. In those films, you now have a new film that has Han and Leia in it, a connection to Luke, uh, or a connection to Han, a possible connection to Luke. This will be the first film that, well, I guess if they put Han Solo in it, it just destroys my own argument. They're too afraid to do something. But even, that even have going after character. the Death Star plans, kind of, because it automatically yeah. sets up. See, to me, the very first, the one that's going to be the most challenging will be one that has nothing to do with any character we've ever seen before. If, if, they, if you if go they back do, and do an old Republic. Yeah, if they do an old Republic with Jedi X and, and Sith Y, uh-huh. and none of them are named Skywalker, and none of them are named has Solo nothing or to do with anything. It's, it's, it's 4,000 years universe. before. Yeah, that, that'd be, That's the interesting project. That would be the one that where you go, okay, this is a completely Star, yeah, where, a new Star where Wars do universe. They open themselves up to... Yeah. And in terms of tradition, I think they'd do another trilogy at some point. Well, you know, you'd have to. I mean, I mean they're already saying years. that they want to do an Obi-Wan you know, trilogy. And yeah, but that doesn't... I mean, in terms of trilogy for me, like, a big... See, I could see him doing... I, the, don't, I, I can't see an Obi-Wan trilogy in terms of the stakes of the galaxy mattering as much as... Correct. These. So that's why, to me... It would, it would be an more trilogy is like, yeah. You know, they're saying it would be him versus Darth Maul. Right. But who's... Talk about bringing a character back after you killed him. Right. Um, well, they already established right, it. Done yeah. that and established it. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what do I say? A new, like, episode. Like, if they do Obi-Wan as a trilogy, they're uh-huh. not, I don't think they would title it episode 3.1.2.3. No, I think you it know, would be. When they decide to do either episode minus one, minus, or minus three, minus two, minus one, and episode zero or whatever, or they do. 10, 11, and 12, however far forward they decide to set those, 
that to me, that, that's the big thing. Like, how long are you going to continue to tell this kind of story? But we've said that superhero films were going to fall off the map. We said that. Yeah, but you when know, you're when you're <laughs> Fast and Furious is making an eight, so what is that, well, that's true. But I mean, when you're when you're talking that it's a descendant line, you know, film, mm. you know, a, 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 that's following a family lineage. How long can you tell that story without? I mean, we've already seen that they're already retelling the story, basically. Yeah, and it, it's how when we get to nine, how involved will Luke and Leia be? Right. That that's to me like. If they make them very, very, very minor, or if they're not even in it, who knows how episode eight ends? See, I, I see nine being that there's no lineage characters in it. Well, there'll be lineage characters because Ray and 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 well, I mean, Kylo I, I, I mean, there won't be any the classic, the, yeah, the original trilogy, the actors right. who played. The, there's no Luke, no Leia. There's no Luke, no I, Leia. I, I think I think so too. Or they're introduced in the beginning, and something bad happens to them. Yes. very early in the first act, somewhere. Somebody dies in eight, or somebody disappears in eight, or whatever you want to do, or both of them do, and you leave yourself open. Well, I'm sure they'll use R two and three PO. Right. Maybe they'll use Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah. I mean, uh, but see, that, Chewbacca. Sit see, there those and are go, the three I can see: Leia, know, Leia, ha- Leia, Luke, and Chewbacca gone. R two and three PO could could stick around. It just as that consistency, because they're in all six yes. films, where none of the other characters have made it in all six. And then you add them into the Clone Wars and into yeah. the cartoons and everything else. Oh yeah, and then, I then mean, that, Rebels. Was, that was Lucas's intention from the beginning. Right, that, that was going to be the thoroughfare once he did Episode One, Two, and Three. So yeah, I think you'd see them. But, you know, I I I don't think they'll have them either because you have to you have to try and establish new popular characters. I mean, this is what this is what Dark Horse and, and Del Rey were doing with. Mara Jade and with uh, um, um, the characters that, that would be in, I'm trying to think of what, se- there's a series, uh, Crimson Empire, mm-hmm. where you were trying to establish characters who would be popular with fans, you know, to a degree within that genre of entertainment, that you could continue to tell stories with them, right? and people would be excited. You could get a Mara Jade limited comic series, and fans would flock to it, because it has no connection to anybody except the emperor to a small degree who's barely in it yeah and people would flock because she just becomes a popular character you have to make these characters popular enough to get away from the fact that mark hamill is going to die and uh, carrie fisher is going to die and you're not going to be able to make movies with them forever well maybe with cg do <laughs> cg loop but still i mean you've got to get away from if you're going to continue on this property as long as disney says that they're going to do you've got to get away from those characters gonna, yeah and it's going to be a long time that they're going to do it too cuz i don't think they build a land in their their premiere theme well they've park. already said they the marvel films and star wars films they're going to go on indefinitely i think i think that you, i think so you'll um, just recast them yeah, Marvel. Marvel. Reca- I, I could see. Marvel. I guarantee it. You need Luke Skywalker. Would you back, think Marvel? You is... find a new Luke Skywalker. And I, it... could, I could. Well, they're already doing it with Han Solo. Yes. Uh, you know the Solo thing. You could. If do you do Luke on, yeah, you could do Luke on. No, you could even if you wanted an old Luke for you know being the head of the Jedi Order, just cast a good older actor. You know, and boom, you got your Luke. But I think, do you I think... want? Would you want a young Luke on on Tatooine? No. No, no, I, I don't want any of these stories. I'm, I'm not saying that because that, for me, Luke's want... story starts where we pick him up. Yeah, I don't want young Luke. That's why I don't want. I don't like the idea of an Obi Wan film on Tatooine having. Is there something back there that's crunchy? Yeah. There's... How is it? That's how's that picking that up? Oh, it's this. There we go. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, the mic's over there. <laughs> Saltine Crackers brought to you by Sebastian. I I I, I don't want that kind of. I want something new. That's why the the, the idea of I love Ewan young... McGregor as an actor, but. I, I, 
And I love I him as Obi-Wan. I take a film of him. I'd rather see him in the middle of the Clone Wars, though. I'd rather have a Clone Wars film with him. Would you like a filler between episode three and four? You could do it. Uh, not as much, of, not the, as much as I would like a Clone Wars one because the episode between three and four, you have to find an interesting idea. See, I think. And which, hold on, you have to find an interesting idea. And and John Jackson Miller did a great job with his book. And I think if they use that as the basis, it would be great because it has nothing to do with Luke, right? Except for his internal dialogue, which is why it'd be such a hard film to 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 put on the screen. And get this point across. His internal dialogue, as he gets involved in this whole thing, it's a Western, basically. Yeah. And he's saving the settlement from the evil sand people who are being manipulated by somebody else. We could have him versus Jabba. You could, but whatever. I think this is much more pliable. Yeah. But the only the only connection to to Luke is when he's doing something and he says. I can't do that because I can't get discovered. Right. Nobody can know that I'm a Jedi. Nobody knows that I'm hiding out here. I can't put my name, even on a backwater planet like this, there is still a slight Imperial presence here. Well, there's also, which again, the, he has a reputation as a Skywalker. Yeah, Skywalker has a reputation there. Now. Yeah, but so, that's, that's why it doesn't make any sense. Thanks, um, thanks to the Boonta Eve. Yeah. That's why retconning is really, really hard. So, but, um, but uh, I don't want that film. Are they going to do that film? I could see them do it. I'd rather see an Obi-Wan Clone Wars movie. I will say I agree because you made a good comment a while back about Obi Wan Kenobi, and I, it was, as much as I hate to admit you're right about things, this is this is the one thing that I think that you are absolutely one hundred percent correct about, and I will go to my grave defending this point. Obi Wan Kenobi's sacrifice for going to Tatooine, giving up everything that he is and was to defend to to protect Luke Skywalker, is his greatest asset. And is the most defining thing about his character. And to take anything away from that, him having a daughter, Ray being his granddaughter, anything like I that. I hate that idea too. I, I, anything I like that, that idea, takes that away idea. from takes away from that sacrifice. And even if you look at the sacrifice of when Yoda and him, when he takes on uh, on Qui Gon's last request of protecting and raising this kid, basically Which is such a huge mistake. No, I get that. No, I, I get that. But he does that all the way up to the very last moment when he raises that lightsaber up to himself and lets Vader kill him. That is fulfilling everything he said he promised to Qui Gon. Well, it's, yeah, the, the the story with that is that's the only way he knew he could not protect Luke on the on the path that Luke was going. Right, he couldn't physically be around him, and he wouldn't be able to whatever Luke's path was was going to be as as Obi Wan is watching him in action in the Death Stars. Obi Wan realizes. He's, this, is, this is the path they've set him on. He's going to go to join the Rebellion. He's going to be a big part of the Rebellion. At some point, he's going to have to face Vader. If I'm... I can't physically keep up with him. Yes. I just can't. This is the only way I can do it. I can, if, I, if I allow myself to be killed mm-hmm. on the side of right as a light side user, I can then watch over Luke as a force ghost. I can come to him when it, he's most needed, and I can direct him in very small ways. But even then, it's, it's a, the beginning of his training. It's showing yeah. his, his self-sacrifice and, and the, well, yeah, the path of the John, Jedi. John Jackson Miller's book, the, the internal dialogue that, that Ben has, or Obi-Wan has, as he's attempting to communicate to Qui-Gon. There's, there are passages in the book, it's him meditating. It's told right. in the first person. I still want them to do a special edition, Revenge of the Sith, with the scene that they were going to shoot. God, that oh, that would so be good. great. Well, because he had, because uh, I think, he had... Uh, he had broken his arm, didn't he? I think uh, the reason they didn't do it was because Liam Neeson wouldn't come back and record the voice. That was the that was the whole point. 
Yeah, but even I, though Liam Neeson came back for the cartoon. Yeah, no, he did. Voice. But I think for that movie in particular, I think he actually couldn't. He, come, he couldn't come back because he actually did get physically hurt. I thought. I thought shooting was, either one of the ta- shooting one of the movies he was doing, he had broken his arm and couldn't go in anymore. See, I thought it was just that yeah, he did not want to go back could, and do he it. He could have recorded. They could have recorded some voices, but, but I think. That, but no, it, it, it was supposed the, to be it, the scene the, invo- the involved script, his force ghost in, as well. In the original script, right? That's yeah, what it was. In the original script. They're in the the conference room on the Tantive Four. It's Bail Organa, Yoda, and 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 Ben. Yes, Obi Wan, and they're discussing where they're going. Yoda's yeah. like, "I'm going to go hang out in the middle of nowhere." Which I guess Luke is is living on with Yoda's legacy, but it disappear when things get bad. It and explains. Yes, it it explains be, where Luke ends up, ends up on Tatooine. Yeah, it's Yoda. Uh, Yoda says something to, to, to Obi Wan along the lines of, "Yeah, you're old I have master. a friend. I have a, I have a friend who wants to, to wants to say hello, sort of thing." Yes, and his ghost comes up, and that's how. That's why we don't see Force ghosts until then. Correct. And it's the the only in, implication that you had in terms of the movie is the meditation scene in Episode Two. Where he hears Rygon's voice yelling out, "Anakin, no, yeah, run, whatever. Anakin, run, or, or whatever." Yeah, something like, something like Anakin, no, or something like that. Well, I, mean, I think it happens. Tw- it happens twice. It happens one where you hear "No, Anakin, no" when the, he kills the when he kills the no. You hear "No, Anakin, no" when he kills the Tusken Raiders, and then you also no. hear "Run, Anakin, run" in Episode Three. Oh yeah, in Yoda's meditation in Episode Two. Yes, that's the no Anakin. He hear, no. Yeah, he hears the the no, and, and because Qui Gon had never said it in the first film, right? And you see his entire well, you basically see his entire relationship with him. Um, the way the book describes it is that Yoda hears a, a voice that he recognizes as Qui Gon's mm-hmm. in terms of something has happened, and it's it's Qui Gon is able to. He, you know, he pierces that veil of right. the astral plane to be able to watch Anakin as he's going, but he has no—he can't make physical contact with him because Anakin is not. But that was not coming back to him. But it comes Yoda around. Does right, and it comes around because of of Qui Gon's connection to the Living Force. Yeah, it's it's Yoda. The the way it was described, at least the way that it was supposed to be in the script or whatever, is that Yoda actively after this meditation scene, Yoda actively tries to make connection right with Qui Gon, and that's how they they meet. And then it goes from there that you can project yourself to someone who isn't necessarily. Well, then you know. once once he go, then you you have the missing episodes the in the Clone Wars. Of, you where yeah. Yoda finds out that. But, uh, back to this, the point of an Obi Wan Kenobi film. The, the thing with his his if he, they do the the John Jackson Miller thing, I actually I wouldn't mind if it's. Excuse me. You got to be very careful with it, though. Well, that's the thing. If you read it, at some point you've got to read this book because I, it, it fits canonically without a problem at all. Sure. It's he literally the, the book opens with him leaving the the, the the Lars farm after episode three. Right. You know, he hands them to Owen and Baru and they're like, Hey, let's stare at the sun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we gotta do that. And he pose. basically just walks out. Yeah. He gets on his yappy, he goes into town and he finds the settlement and he buys some supplies. That's where the book opens. Right. And then as all this stuff happens and he's a little bit farther away from this settlement, he's about halfway between this settlement and and where the Lars farm is, he gets involved in stuff because he's just sort of like walking around going, what am I going to do? Right. Because especially the way that he's kind of almost by accident developed through episode two, the Clone Wars TV series and episode three, he kind of enjoys being a Jedi. Yeah. He's like, this is fun. You know, I get to, I get to do the stuff that he's, he's a little cocky. He's, 
almost he's, he's exactly what Yoda says. So, yeah, yeah. so just yeah, so uh, he they he was signed to do to shoot the scene of him being a ghost in Revenge of the Sith, but he's uh, he had an accident which left him physically unable to actually go in and shoot the scene, so they had to scrap it entirely. Huh? Huh? I've been blaming Liam Neeson for just being a dick for so long. <laughs> Yeah, no, he. Uh, yeah, been, I'm yeah. sorry, Liam. Please don't kill me. Please don't come to my house. There, there's a whole, there's a whole website yeah. about him. He having was slated to make the cameo, but was unable to dick. film it after suffering an injury. There so, so he was going to um, do it, got hurt, and then is like, yeah. I can't shoot Force Ghost anymore because now I'm going to be hobbling. And that would be ma- that would be even you better. Couldn't, you couldn't put up a green screen behind him at his house. Yeah. You can well, just take him in his head. Bed, you mean all you need is his head. I mean, honestly, I I I was surprised they didn't even try to CG it. From footage from episode one, they could have tried. Oh, doing they could something have. like that. That's, I, I'm surprised that they didn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm I mean, surprised you have the footage of him with the council that they could have yeah, probably taken. Probably put it whenever. All you yeah. would need to do is record it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Because that, to, they, when the whole footage with the council, the, the two of them standing in front of a green all screen, all you need is is a static image of him that you can uh, computerly computerly generate. That yeah, doesn't work. Computerly, computer generate the image of his mouth moving. Because he wouldn't have had to move. You can CG the... It's exactly what what Ben has on on Hoth. He doesn't move at all. Right. He's just sitting there. And then Dagobah is just a disembodied voice. Anyway, John Jackson Miller's book. So he gets involved in this thing, and his his internal dialogue is basically like, I I had life. Everything was was good. This sucks. I've lost everything. What happened? And he's internally reflecting, like, I've made so many mistakes. I made the mistake of, you know... Draining and thinking I was, I, I could be as good a teacher as, as Yoda was, or, Qui-Gon yeah, yeah. was, whatever. All of those pieces fit in, and he immediately has to shut down his entire life and live as a hermit. Who's my mission is to stay here, and I can't even interact with Luke. He Who barely knows I exist. I have to stand here and make sure that nothing happens to him. If they try to do a story with, with young Luke. And Ben being the, you know, it's angels in the outfield where, oh, he moves this rock so he doesn't crash into it. That'd be great. He runs the, the T-65 through Beggar's Canyon. The reason he can do it, <laughs> he can do it is because Ben's just moving rocks and shit all over the place. The reason he can hit a womp rat yeah. is because he's moving it into the range. They retcon episode four. You see his force ghost move into Luke when he's a pilot. <laughs> no, when he, he just loses Luke's entire there, he, life is a lie. He's targeting a womp rat. And all of a sudden That's moves why it. Luke loses the Jedi Order. His entire life is a lie because it's, it's Obi-Wan taking over his body <laughs> like Dead Man from DC Comics at certain times in order to use the force. You have no force connection at all. What? What the hell? It was all in your sister. Sorry, it was all Obi Wan. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be diametrically... So how would you make a trilogy out of this? I don't. Because they want to make thing. a trilogy. Yeah, that's, that's a terrible idea. You could do different points in his life. That's you could. the easiest way to do it. If you could you do, you do, do, you could do really, I can see that. You can do movie one, young Obi-Wan, cast a young actor to be him as a Padawan... And maybe finally resolve the issue as to how it was possible for him to claim Yoda was his master. Well, they, because they've was, already established that. Yeah, but that was George Lucas' biggest retcon. It's like, oh, I'm going to show you the master who trained me. He was, you know. And but no, he, I think he, the he, biggest retcon is that I tongue fucked my sister. Right. But, no, no, but, I'm talking wait, about, about Obi Wan Kenobi. You see Yoda; he was training all those. Right. Old that's old a that's wait, a wait, silly. Wait, 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 that's wait. an out. I have yes. I have the out though. He never says he was trained by Yoda. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He says. The master who trained me. Mm, he says, I thought I could be as good a master as Yoda. I was wrong. 
That's what he says. I thought he in, mentioned no, somewhere. He's he, trained, you need Yoda to go to the Dagobah him. system to go, you know, you're going to go meet Yoda, the, the Jedi Master who trained me. Then you jump to Phantom Menace, and you have Liam Neeson, who's not obviously Yoda. Well, the out, the out is, is that Yoda's in charge of all the, the young Right. Kids. Again, that's sort of the loose... Yeah. Around that's that's the loose sort of way he's like. Well, technically he did train yeah, him at you, some point using Yoda, but he did as, retcon yeah, using Yoda as a CG. He could have been, but the idea Yoda's was master, or Yoda could have been his master, and yes, and then says, "I'm not the right master for you. I could pass. I it want off. you to pass huh. you off." And you could set that up if you could get Liam Neeson to do it, right? Which he never would, but if you could get him to do it, he's it would done be good three to, taken, so right. But that, but yeah, that's but, but that's sort of the weird thing is like retcon, George Lucas retconning his own movies. Like you can't you can't spend the money to do an entire movie with a CG Yoda running around having the duel of the fates. You know, Yoda right. and Obi Wan. He retconned himself, retconned himself. himself several times. But you hold could on, do, but, but you could do a young movie, Anakin. Uh, you could do Obi Wan. You can do Yoda for a little bit. Yoda then passing him off. I think you do to Yo- Qui Gon. You, you could do Yoda Obi Wan, which would include the Qui Gon thing. But you set up a bigger, um, in a way of a of a of a of a, a theoret- theological standpoint of. Yoda and Qui-Gon being on opposite ends of the spectrum yes. of what they believe the Force to be, and Yoda basically admitting, I'm wrong for, for Obi-Wan. I know this guy's going to be super powerful. Right. He's going to be one of the best Jedi. He faces three Sith. I would like that. But he's, he defe- and, and he defeats all three of them. And you also got to remember that well, Obi-Wan is, Obi-Wan's character is also retcon from the... It's like, oh, yeah. I, was, I was hard-headed and stubborn and adventurous. And then you see this tight-ass, boring human being in The Phantom Menace who really... Honestly, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi should have been combined into one character called Obi-Wan Kenobi. But in the end, we get someone who's like, oh, it's too dangerous to go out there. Well, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, and- well they loosen him up for two they, three, they especially do. the Clone War. They do. Oh, the Clone Wars I mean, cartoon. The, the, but but said, again, again George, favorite- George Lucas retconning his own characters. You've got basically like as stiff as so a let's, board, let's, boring let's say, Obi-Wan. Let's say this okay, so we have a first film of young, young, young Obi-Wan you Kenobi. Know, Padawan, just past yeah, like like kid brand Padawan. new Padawan, yes, brand new Padawan. He's past the no, youngling stage. You could do twelve, thirteen, past yeah. the youngling stage, teenage he's kid. The, he's teenage. got the braid. He's Yoda's. He's Yoda's thing. Whatever mission comes up, it could be even that Qui Gon is kind of like ostracized into the middle of nowhere. You know, eh, we don't really agree with. He's this getting kind of guy. his first master. He's a hippie or whatever. Yoda finds him. This is the whatever that story is. He passes him off to Qui Gon. You got to loosen Qui-Gon this kid up. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Boom. That's the first one. The second one. Let's say we do. Obi-Wan and Anakin set between one and two. Anakin's off on a, a journey. This is basically what the comic No, what the you, comic could, you, could, you could do it too. Mostly because, again, the big problem... Oh, no, 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 no. This, well, is, this well, is not my question. Not my question. Let's okay, say we do that movie. Do you recast Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Well, can, you give it a chance. I, but here's the thing. I come, from, I come from watching James Bond movies all my life. I have no issue seeing other actors play the same character. A lot of people have that hang-up. I don't, and There's, for me, but, but you gotta but look at the mainstream audience. Yeah, but they don't care. Well, they, also they've the also watched too. James Bond for fifty it years. On the they, they've watched James Bond for fifty years and also not cared. It'd so be, it'd be interesting to go back in time and see what the general reaction was to Roger Moore's first. Not even Roger Moore. Um, 
Who's the first person who took the role? Uh, Roger Moore. No, George no, no. Lazenby. George Lazenby. No, George, George, yeah, that's right. He was also, he was, he was very popular, but then yeah. he fell into the wrong crowd, and they fired him, and yeah. then they asked him, well, they asked Sean Connery to come back. But it also, I'd be interested to know what the public reaction would be. was to George Lazenby, especially at a time where... Wasn't that the it's time when the producers even... were at odds with each other? No, that's... Uh, no, Sean Connery was at odds with the producers, which oh, is why right. they recast, and then George Lazenby fell into, like, this very, like underground ultra liberal uh sort of anti-establishment group and people started to dislike him as a person and then they're like okay you're gone maybe we can get sean to come back for one more even though honor majesty's secret service did very well they were ready to bring him back for a number two right they brought back sean connery then he was like i'm out completely and then roger moore's movie started and Roger Moore ended up being the most popular James Bond for a very long time. His movies even outdid the Sean Connery ones. So yeah. again, the, the reactions later on or who people took on to be their favorite bond or their favorite bond movies is very era dependent. But at the time, the bonds tend to be very, the only one who was not very well received was George Lazenby because his movies were considered too violent about, for James uh, Bond movies. What about, um, uh, license to kill. What's it? That's, no, no, that's that's, that's still that's still no, 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 not license to kill. License um, to kill. I was just thinking about that because that's the Duran Duran one. Yeah, but that's a that's the first one I saw. That's a that's who was who was the, the, he did three movies. He, he was in between movies. Moore and uh, Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh Timothy, that's Timothy, Timothy, Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. He was the only Bond not well received because audiences considered his films too violent. But they also wanted uh, after well, Moore they wanted. Lazenby. Sorry, no, that's, George. Okay, that's yeah, what you meant. Yes, that's, yeah, that's yeah, what, uh, I was going to say. Timothy Dalton was. Timothy Dalton was the one that I, That was like the first Bond movie I saw as like a. Teenager, or whatever you know, It'd be right age for a yeah. Bond movie. I, I loved that movie. I'm yeah, like, License to Kill, cool. License to Kill, and uh, Living Daylights are fantastic yeah, Living, films. Living Daylights, I never, I never saw. I was License, that, to, kill license to Kill is really good. Yeah. After, that was my first one. In fact, after after Octopussy, I remember seeing Octopussy, and my parents hated it. So the next Bond movie that came out, we didn't go see it. They didn't, they didn't want to see it. Like, eh, it's someone new. And then I saw License to Kill, and I'm like, I loved this. I thought this was awesome. I, I, Except for Wayne Newton. Yeah, I personally I had such I, a huge crush oh, that on was still that. I, I still argue George Lazen, uh, Timothy Dalton's the closest Bond to the book Bond because he's more savage. But see, the problem with Timothy Dalton was that people... There are no, there are no problems with Timothy no, no, Dalton. No, no, but, this but, is not as, subjective. As, as Bond. As Bond. <laughs> no, as Bond. When, when Roger Moore was leaving... Everybody wanted Pierce Brosnan at that time. Well, he was going to be cast, but then he got, uh, but then he got, he got uh, his show uh, Remington Steel got Remington picked Steel. up for another season. Right, but it doesn't matter. But he even the Remington Steel character was very bondish. Remington Steel was bond. bond. Yeah, but people but still. But here's the thing: Timothy Dalton uh, <coughs> doesn't matter. Those but he movies, was a made up character. Those movies would have still been those movies, regardless of Pierce Brosnan being in them. And the fault was going basically. The edict every few years for the James Bond films is let's get back to the basics. And they did. They made an ultra-violent James yeah. Bond who does horrible things to people. He drops poor Benicio Del Toro into a wood chipper I think at, we've the, talked about that at the end before. of the film. And This is before Fargo. And, and yeah, they, Ethan is just like not said a word. No. They fired him. They, they, got, they let... Yeah, we are. They let go of him specifically because his films are people. The fan, the audience reaction was, yes. "You're too violent to be Bond." Right. And they pulled back, and then they rethought, and they did Goldeneye. But here's the thing: when I look at something like that, people are okay with it generally. People didn't go, 
oh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, they probably did for a little bit, but then he won them over because yeah. he's not a bad actor at all. And that could be said for a lot of things. It also depends on how long it's been. I mean, obviously. That too. That yeah. too. I mean, that's the thing. Is, but it also worked for the prequels. Though. It did work for the prequels. It wasn't like we were saying, okay, but I, I we're think, doing episode But I eight. think going back to something like the Clone Wars, or at least doing, you could do pre-Attack of the Clone stuff. And I think you could do it very well because one of my big issues with the prequel films is that they lack character development in that they tell you, they don't show you. You know, every single prequel movie has these moments, especially between Anakin and Obi. It's like, oh, remember that time with the Gundarks? Oh, I would love to see that moment with the Gundarks. Oh, but I'm supposed to infer long-lived... But that's where the Clone Wars came in and was able to yeah, fill that, in some of the the, the the show did. Yeah. But again, the Clone Wars, you know, uh, between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith is very different from jumping into that time period where you yeah. still got a very young Anakin Skywalker... Right. Who's still he's he's nine at the end of Phantom Menace. So you've got between nine and nineteen because it's a decade between. Yeah. So you have a decade's worth of stories to tell. That when you jump into Attack of the Clones, there's a decade lost. And right. one of the reasons I think the movies n- does not hold up as a film, not story wise, but as a film, is that we have to sort of infer their familial like relationship through through offhand comments and anecdotes that we never get to see as an audience. Because, especially because the rule of film show don't though. tell. Well, it's also their chemistry is so lacking. Their chemistry is lacking, but again, because they throw in a single line of like, huh, yeah. remember that time we did exactly. this thing? And terms, there's no flashback. Their, in terms of their chemistry, though, that's why I feel like the beginning of episode three is a there's little no manatee. Because... There's no family guy manatee insert yeah, to, to fill in. Right. Their, their relationship in three is, the beginning of three is much better. because It is much better. And because you also have the it Clone my Wars. Favorite, yeah, but it also has my favorite, you know, the, 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 you know this is a trap, so what do we do? And Ben just turns like, spring the trap. Yeah. And that, like, that, I always take that moment as being, that is, the way that they reestablish Obi-Wan, that's the Obi-Wan. Yes. Right. He's, he's in it for the adventure at this point. He's in it. I'm going to go save the galaxy and everything's going to be Anakin, But even, even Anakin Ewan McGregor loosened, said. Anakin has loosened him up. But even exactly. Ewan McGregor also, said when he got to, to Revenge of the Sith, he tried to start tailoring him more like Alec right. Guinness. But it's also, the, they had the advantage of George Lucas producing the, the Clone Wars TV show at the same time. And going at least being like, okay. Well, Clone Wars TV series didn't come until after episode three. But he was still working on it. Again, there's a long development period yeah, for well, a he, lot he, of this he stuff. Was, he was formulated. Yes, he was. was formula. his, and his team was formulated. So it was easy to rely on, hey, at least we have, we have got Clone Wars coming out. You know, a lot of the development, a lot of these characters, even for even for Revenge of the Sith, they had started on Clone Wars with Gendy Tartakovsky's yes. series yeah. to do a, it, yes. a lot of character development for characters. That's where like, they retcon. <laughs> they basically retcon Grant and General Grievous there. Yeah, they did, but they also they also gave the Jedi's powers that they would never have again in oh, yeah. any film because Space, Space Windu should have been able to destroy the the, oh, uh, yeah. the Confederacy by himself, right? And you yeah, still, and, and very, even when he's working, he was also working on, yeah, he was adventures. also working on, uh, the, uh, the, the force unleashed games, which was still canon yeah. at the time, because again, directly Lucasfilm involvement. And you've got a guy pulling a star destroyer out of the sky. Oh yeah. That's, that's why I never which liked is, the force. Well, you, you made because, the comment about see, the way I their force the, powers change. But my problem is I love that stuff. And you, and the problem is that. I in the films they're always too afraid to do that. But see, you yeah. can't have somebody pulling in, in a game pulling it out if you have I've already established that that Anakin is the chosen one that's supposed to be the most powerful Jedi. Never said most power. Everyone inferred most powerful. 
All they said was bring balance to the force, and he succeeded in that by yeah, they, leaving they, two Sith they say and they leaving have more two Jedi. Chlorians than Yoda. That's not an indication of power either. That he he was but that was the whole point of he making was, a Medi-Chlorian. He was well, that's, that's, no, that's a whole different argument. That's a whole different. But he was born of the force, and his job was to balance the scales, and he did. He left two Jedi for two Sith. Job done. Do you think? And that... then Luke comes in and throws it all off. And but but here's the thing: is so that you're saying that Luke destroys the galaxy? Stupid Luke! <laughs> Stupid Luke! Do you think that, with the, the prophecy? that? Do you think that Disney will save the time of the prequels? You know, from from Phantom Menace to the end of Revenge of the Sith will be untouchable as far as making independent films. Or no, they, they've they've already. Or do you think that they will start to? I, there's no reason no, not to. They've because, said they've because, said look, everything is whole, main canon. There's a whole generation of fans that grew up with the prequels, prequels right? And the Clone Wars. TV series, and that there's no reason not to. because you can retcon you can so much stuff. It's not even retcon. You have a huge gap. You have ten years between one and two. Mm-hmm. You can do a trilogy of films as you establish some sort of character, not a Sith. Let's just have it be a warlord in the in the outer rim, right? And this is what Anakin and and, and Obi Wan have been sent to fight. And you can do one where he's younger, and one where he's a little older, and one that takes place just before Attack of the Clones. You can even have it be just before Attack of the Clones where they call him and say, come back to Coruscant because Pad- Padme's coming and should, you're, you know her, so you're going to be their bodyguard or whatever sure. the hell it is. Right, because that's, that's right at the beginning of the movie, too. Yeah, so if you do those three, you yeah, can do you a, got trilogy a trilogy in that sense. But you, you also have to remember that, especially because years. this kind of has cycled back into canon, the the films are, are canon level one. If they're going to retcon something, it's going to be very minor. And they've kind of done that as well. I mean, they've kind of retconned like, but your lightsaber fell out of the fell out of the cloud city into a gas giant atmosphere. Which I, don't, I don't think that's retconning as much as, as much as it's just you're stretching believability. You are well, and you, you really don't, don't see. What, you don't know what you don't know what happens. It looks to like it. that. It looks like it's a hand that falls out. You don't know if the yeah. You don't know where the lightsaber goes, goes, and you can play goes. with and that. Two, you don't know what the planet is. If it's right. if it's something that has a special field. It falls. The, the cloud cities in in the upper atmosphere. It's still atmosphere. Right. It falls. It gets caught in a. It's gas also pocket, yeah. But okay, whatever. then I'm going to get more specific. The lightsaber design from Force Awakens for Anakin's lightsaber is different from the previous designs because yes. they they also change every movie and there's no the, even yeah, Vader with, looks different in every movie. Vader, Vader looks, looks different. Well, so, that was that was the big joke with uh, the the helmet that uh, the, hel- yeah, the helmet that Kylo has that Kylo has, has is the wrong helmet. Yeah, so it's the, but I mean, that's the thing is like, again, varying levels of canon. If you want to get super nitpicky. Yeah. So. Yeah, canon to me is like character and story. Again, they're not going to even made They made made the hilt of the lightsaber bigger in episode seven to make it look small or to make Ray look smaller. Because there's two. There is the one that that Finn holds. Yes. And there's the one that Ray holds and they need different scales to make her look smaller compared to everyone else. And again. It's a monster. Yeah, that but, thing. It, but it's well, again yeah, varying you levels saw that of canon. You, you saw the one that they have at the uh, the landing bay at Disney. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. It's huge. Yeah, and it, I mean, Han Solo's uh, DL forty four also doesn't have the greeblies in Force Awakens that it did on the previous three versions of the blaster. But even in those original movies, he's holding three different versions of the blaster yeah, and with three different can, changes. Say, if Han has that in his possession the whole time, so are they going to say so. that? I mean, they're not going to. I mean, that's the well, thing. That's a, you, you, you can have play with canon for. For, for the lightsaber, too, because as Moss says, how she gets it is a different story. Right. It doesn't mean that somebody else found it. And hasn't tweaked, and tweaked it. it. I right. mean, that's a, Han's blaster is easy. He just tweaks it. He, yeah. yeah, he's constantly upgrading down, it. Yeah, and, it's know, different from... The scope, yeah, it's also the different. It's different from the one that's in Empire Strikes Back, and it's the Empire Strikes Back one is also different from the one in 
uh, A New Hope. Yeah. Which but yeah, is, I mean, which those is different from the one in, which is different from the right. one in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So I mean, that, again, they're not okay. So is there any? They're not going to say Qui Gon doesn't exist in a prequel movie if they decide to go back to that universe. But they have they have at least a decade to play with and do whatever they want. They could go pre prequel. They could make a movie for the Old Republic, which would be amazing. I think they will. Those games are fantastic. Will they? Probably not. I think they will. One I, day. Sure. Do you think that there's any think, topic I, that's going to be, that I, will be untouchable? Like, no, do you there's do no, Yoda as a Padawan? That's there's be... no untouchable topic, but again, it's movies, and yeah. you have to shoot to make money above all else. There, if, if there is no... that a Yoda Padawan movie... Would if they make, decide... The, okay. We'll, 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 do we'll, you we'll, think we'll, Yoda we'll, becomes we'll, untouchable? No. no. Here's... You want untouchable. I'm going to go to Marvel Comics. Wolverine's origin. For years. No, no, no. We're not going to... No one gets to tell it because once we tell it, it locks it down and everybody else is screwed. Sure. So they didn't tell it. They didn't tell it. They didn't tell it. And, and Wolverine continues to be the most popular character outside of Spider-Man in their universe. Mm-hmm. They don't tell it. And then all of a sudden, they come up with an idea and they tell it. And Wolverine starts to do this. He starts... He starts... Your fingers declining. are not being able to say yeah, anything. He declines. I'm thinking the point. He declines in popularity. <laughs> they can see his fingers too. you start right to change his story so much. The origin, you've made an entire series, Wolverine origin. You discover that he's an assassin. Right. At one point, he's absolutely evil. He just starts murdering people left and right. That he actually has stuff. bone claws and not just... Well, no, they already they had done that long before origin. Okay. You find out bone claws in Wolverine 75. He, when uh, Magneto pulls the, all the Adam and Danny, Adam Nantium out of him, and he's in the danger room, and he pops his claws involuntarily, and you finally have bone claws. And it's a great scene, and it's fantastic. Um, in this case, you know, it's it's you lock down that origin. It's the same thing here. Do you want to tell origins? No, maybe, but it's not off the table. If right. if Disney, Lucasfilm, and Wall Street thinks you make a Yoda movie that explains where he's from, what his species is, what their connection to the Force is, and how he gets into the Jedi Order, they would make that film. That film right now I don't think is very profitable versus all of the other places that sure. you can go. But I don't think anything's off the table. Do you tell an, an origin film of the entire Jedi species? Whatever you want to do. You can do whatever. You, you can want. do it. But again, the, the money is number one priority. If that if that if somebody goes and you also can't uh, there's not enough interest in this right now or uh, we can't throw in somebody we know as a character to be the guide for yeah. the film. Just They're going to ax it. You got to remember you're releasing four comic books a month, mm-hmm. 12 months a year. You're, 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 you're doing 48 comic books a year, minimum. Right. 23 have, episodes, 10 television 20, episodes. 22 episodes of television. You have four novels a year. Whatever you... There's a ton of story to tell very quickly. Movies don't have that. Right. So you're going to be very selective in your projects because there's only so long I think even Disney's going to well, say, the, we're going to spend anywhere between 100 and $300 million to produce a film every single year they're doing it with Marvel. They're producing two or even three. They're willing to throw that money out there. But at some point, I could see Disney going, we're not going to spend $200 million this year to make yet another Star Wars film until we find the right project. Nothing's untouchable, but in terms of a movie, there's so few uh, opportunities available. They may retell the conical story of the, the, the creation of the Force and the creation of the Jedi as a book or a comic book or even a TV series. Well, that was what Filoni said. Filoni said that one of the one of the purposes of the story group is to decide which stories should be told as comics, TV, or movies. The way, yeah, the way that the when when I went or to the book, pub, or you know, novels when I went to the publishing uh, group panel, one of the things that um, 
her name all of a sudden escapes me, but she was she was the editor beforehand, and she's the, the big editor now in terms of publishing, in terms of book publishing, excuse me. Her statement was, there are lots of holes to fill. Mm-hmm. We, dis- we, as a group, in terms of publishing, book publishing, people will come to us and say, I want to tell the story of how Maz finds the lightsaber. And they submit it. And the story group looks at it, and the producers in all these different genres of entertainment look at it, and one of them says, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea for a comic book. Right. But if a, someone in the movies goes, no, no, we want to tell that movie, then it's not a comic book anymore. It'll be a movie. Or they say, well, no, no, we've already planned on th- this being told in a movie. Yeah, you can't the, use that. The plan, outside of what's in the films, and in the, t- the plan isn't as concrete. I, I doubt there is anyone in Lucasfilm right now, in terms of that story group, that knows what the story of Luke Skywalker's lightsaber is right now. I don't think there's something written down like... You don't, think they're, X- they're, you don't think as soon as they said it in Episode 7 there was some kind of... No, I think they said it in Episode 7 because... Vaguely like that. They, I think they said it not only vaguely, but it was a way to tell the audience... We're going to tell get, you. Well, no, you're not getting the story right now. Don't right. worry about it. Because as... How'd you get a new lightsaber? How'd, I fell out of the bottom of Cloud City. She already says there's a story... And it, it, it's, Do you think it's, that was because, a great inclusion in the movie? Yes, I mean, we never talked about because I think I think that was a wonderful little nugget to oh, put no, in the movie. About it. I said it was a great idea because you're telling the audience we know you have questions. We no, I mean adding, I mean I mean putting that lightsaber in the film purpose, purposely that lightsaber in the film. Mm. Mm. Uh, it it means nothing to me. Because I think it connected. Yes, the, the whole movie is legacy. I think that's why I think the legacy. Yeah, I know. Works. But it's from a story like... standpoint, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, okay, you're nostalgia pandering, and you want you want you want to make a cheap connection to people, sure. But then I go, if that had been Darth Vader's lightsaber, that would be far more interesting. Because then it could come from Endor. There's a more logical story point. And then when Kylo Ren says that belongs to me, that feels far more impactful than a lightsaber he would never have seen or ever known about. Well, that was one of our, one of our kind because of like wild Because then Darth Vader's that. lightsaber in the funeral pyre being missing is a far more interesting story to tell because he goes like, I have the suit, I have the helmet, whatever. I don't have the lightsaber. Ray opens up Darth Vader's lightsaber to fight him and he goes, that's mine. Means so much Grandpa. more... Yeah, yeah, but but on the I agree with you on that. that mean, but I, on the light side of things, I th- and even though yes, this lightsaber is Mace Windu also for has, killing a yeah. bunch of Padawans. Yeah, but Mace Windu has a which purple lightsaber, which is thing. already retconned as well as like no, there's only green and blue and red. So again, well, yeah, they, well, no, they, they, they said that in the first in episode one. Yeah, but they I mean, said that the purple was it, it, there's regardless. A I, but I'm for me again well, for story there's, standpoint there's too because has white. Well, there's yeah, also and, a yellow and. But yellow wasn't in any of the movies. But yellow, they, they have included it now because it is in the Clone Wars cartoon. Right. As the Jedi Temple Guards. It's part of their staff. Yeah, it was also in well, the comics. Com- yellow, yellow was, was Plo Koon's yes. lightsaber in the comics, and then immediately that was retconned That was retconned once they decided that there were too many different colors. Yeah. But then they, they have said that yellow is, and well, they've no, also the, added the it into the comics it. now. Yeah, no, you can, you can no, change it, the Kyber. Again, that's the thing is like, I know... Basically, I, the, the retcon now is that the Jedi were only allowed to choose green or blue, right. which is why the Jedi are fascist bastards. Yes. No, just green or blue, but I want... I want red! Let, let the black guy have the purple. He looks like really mad. He used, yeah, he used I, a word called motherfucker. Fucker? I've never heard that before. But, but see, it was supposed bad. to be because he's supposed to be the best at the lightsaber. No, yeah. and he Mace got Windu said, bitched. I need a his, his actual prop actually has B, uh, 
BMF on it, doesn't it? Yes. I don't know. Bad I motherfucker. So. It's yeah, it it's actually engraved on light. It's not on any of the replica props, but Aww. his his specific his prop for the film actually does it. have bad motherfuckers. But anyway, uh, in terms of in terms of that line though, it's basically it's it's a it's almost a, a surgical pre-strike against the fans. Letting them know, yes, there's a story here. One of the little pig guards. We'll oh, you mean, you mean of the line. Of Maz's line. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it's very that's much... a, but it also sounds like J.J. Abrams. Not so much Star Wars. That sounds like a J.J. Abrams. I just wanted it because it was that's, cool, so no, I'm no, going to. No, that's going to be my next point. Yeah. J.J. Abrams and the creators of Lost admitted from the start they were nuggets that they put in knowing that you're. You're never going to know them? Well, no. The fact that other writers were going to come and write for that TV series. Right. The vision they had of four to five seasons, there was no way the writers that they had at the beginning, they said, we're not going to have these writers all the way through. These guys are going to go on to different jobs and other people are going to come in. Brian K. Vaughn came in and wrote most of, ep- of season three. Sure. They left little pieces in there. The, the Why does the statue only have four toes? They just did something quirky and put it in there and go, either someone's going to pick that up or they're not. Comic books do this all the time. Right. right. Chris Claremont did this for years in X-Men. He left little pieces that he never got back to. There's a lot of little things that, that never actually became anything. In the 90s X-Men, there was the third Summers brother. It was this huge idea. And it was like, it's Gambit. It's Adam Extreme. No, it's nobody. We never told you that story until the mid-2000s where they retconned the first story of the, the, the Professor Xavier's new X-Men team was a team of X-Men that he sent to Krakoa, and they all die. And who's one of them? <laughs> that was one the, of my favorite the, stories, yeah. too, because it ended up being so stupid later, like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and, and the third Summer's brother is the leader of that team who gets abducted by the Shi'ar, and he becomes the Emperor, and he's yep. crazy, and he's nuts. And so that kind of is like, oh, look, all the Summers are bastards. I should have picked, so, I should have um, picked mutants with better powers for the first mission. what I'm going to do. I'm going to erase all of their minds. Hey, Wolverine and Banshee and you, the Indian guy, you're going to die. And Forge all Chief? Of you, was that Forge? Go. No, Apache Chief. No, Forge was later. Uh, no, just trying to figure what you No, there was actually a... Oh, uh, no, uh, uh, um, Thunder... No, what the hell was his name? I know who you're talking about, too. Yeah. He was on the X-Force. No, no, his brother was on X-Force. Oh. He, uh, he, the, the, the first character dies. He's the only one that yes. dies on the first... He doesn't... Everyone says he dies on Krakoa. He doesn't. He doesn't die in, in, in Giant Size X-Men number one. He dies in the very first mission back in the Uncanny X-Men book. The untold first X-Men team. Yeah. The, so, the one where you kind of go, oh, shit, you, put a, you should have picked better powers. No, no, he doesn't die there because he's not on that team. That team completely disappears. And there's the one character in it that's like the most powerful mutant because he was able to do like anything that every, whatever, whatever. That's all thrown out. She was hot hunting, Ethan. From the, from <laughs> the original is... They, they save the team from Krakoa. They come back. The original team's basically like, we're not going to fight for the X-Men anymore. We don't want to be X-Men. Now. They put this new team together. It's a, uh, Uncanny X-Men 94? 91? 94? <coughs> this character dies. Years later, the Hellions, which are Amanda, Amanda, um, Emma Frost's team, his brother is on that team seeking revenge for... Uh, his brother's death. Okay. I can't remember any of their names now. It's driving <laughs> me nuts. Um, so, Ethan was looking up Star Wars numbers for this week, and apparently Star Wars went back to number two this week with 14 million. I think, and it's possibly that it's going to pass two. Right Along still number one? No, it passed Right Along. No, Revenant. Revenant's Revenant? number one. Interesting. Star Wars is number two. Right Along is number three. By the way, the meme of Winnie the Pooh attacking Christopher Robin. Oh, I know. That was and so it just good. says The Revenant on it. 
That's the greatest thing. That I've was seen good. <laughs> um, so it looks like it, it's going to pass two billion dollars this week. Well, it's saying that um, it's uh, predicted that it's going to pass two billion. So it's got to be like at a, a nine hundred and some. I think uh, the last thing it said was like eight hundred and ninety-six million. Okay. So I don't. It's going to make money. I do you think? It, do you think it will hit a billion here? Probably. Yeah. It depends on it depends on how long they decide to keep it in theaters. But slow and steady, sure. If it, I mean, it, again, look at things like Titanic and Avatar. Although it still has a long way before it hits Avatar here in yeah. the U.S. Uh, no, it's, it's already passed. Still, it's already passed Avatar here in the U.S. Is it? Did it's it beat global, it's globally. Worldwide, it hasn't, it hasn't touched okay. It. It's the only movie to ever pass $800 million here. domestically. Okay. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. That's Thunder, yes. Thunderbird's the original. Thunder, um, keep, keep going. I'll, I'll look is up it Thunderclap? No, not Thunderclap. And thunder uh, they've cast Iron Fist, uh, and he's a secret. Good night, everyone. <laughs> well, no, the other thing was that um, there was something else that I, and I just thought about. It, it reminded me of Walking Dead. Um, Oh shit! There was something else. First of all, we should say Warpath. Warpath. Yes. Warpath. Warpath is the is the younger brother. He's Thund- on X Force. He was the one in, in the in the in first X Force, yeah. which yeah. they even mentioned the fact that his brother gets killed. Yeah, Thunder Thunderbird got killed in the first mission. Yes, Warpath was a part of the original Hellions group because he wanted revenge on the X Men. All of the Hellions get killed except for Warpath and like two others. That's how Emma actually joins the X Men because she loses all of her students. Right. She's like, this is not. A, I, I cared for these kids and they all got killed. I need to find a better way. Warpath joins X-Force because he actually wanted to kill people. So we shouldn't say Ethan has finally finished The Last of Us. <laughs> well, the fact that he fa- finally started. How long has it been, Ethan? <laughs> two we years? Going on two years, yeah. <laughs> two and a half years, yeah. something like that. Uh, you, so was, did it live up to your expectations? Uh, I love the story. Uh, the gameplay could have been better. It was kind of choppy and unresponsive at times, but... Wait, you, what, what part of it did you love? The story. The sto- There was a story? Yes. You had a video game with a story? Yes. Uh, unfor- How long ago was this Unfortunately, released? you know, like... <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> it was two years ago, and, you know... That pretty it, much sums it up there. It's what I said on my Facebook page, is like, you know, this is something that I truly miss out of video games, is that them spending so much time on what is a fantastic story with this... Uh, with this game, and it's something that I could definitely see, one, a sequel of the game coming out. Well, there's uh, also, they've talked it, about a sequel and yeah, a movie. And the movie. Wait, so. how do you make a sequel to Last of Us? <laughs> I know, right? Because that's the it's last It's the last, of last of Us. They do well, a movie, I mean, it'll do, end up being terrible anyway. So. <coughs> I mean, the way that it, I mean, to be honest with you, the way that this, the cutscenes were done in this movie, you can just piece it all together, and there's your movie right yeah. there. It's a four-hour long movie. But... Yeah, I mean, it's sorry. Are you excited? We got what two weeks, two and a half, three weeks before uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. Did Did you see that? Uh, um, what's her name that plays Maggie said that she almost left the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like speaking in an English. Or an, an the, you know what the funny thing is about that show is I was watching uh, last night. I was, I was on uh, whatever thirteen is. Um, uh, what, my network. my thirteen, yeah. Um, and it was it was season two when Beth was trying to commit suicide, and you have the whole conversation between, uh, um, oh god, I just lost her names, um, Rick's wife and uh, Lori, Lori, and I know, and, and and what's her name that um, Maggie? No, Andrea. no, no, uh, Andrea, yeah. and Andrea. 
you have the whole conversation between Maggie or between Lori and and Andrea in the kitchen when they're talking about how they shouldn't be involved and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's no way that the Rick that we have in the current season could ever be with the Lori that he that was there. Mm. She was she was weak. She she. She could not defend herself. Well, that's why he doesn't care when she dies. Yeah, she's everything that he he's against. In Dad, Alexandria. I shot mom. Good job, kid. Let's go. But yeah, I was like, this is it's crazy how much that show has changed. Well, no, and you look at his his character and how it's progressed over the seasons. I mean, then yes, he can be with her. But it was after it was. I think that was like her death was a catalyst of him becoming who who he is in this uh, series now. Yeah. But, I mean, for Lauren Cohen to say, you know, the scene where she had to cut the baby out of Lori is the reason why she was almost gone. I mean, she knew the kind of show she's going into. (laughs) I mean, like, you don't... I understand it's, like, it's taxing, and some people take it as, you know, like, really emotional. It's the same reason that... um, I'm going to do a movie about a a doll that's a lab boy. (laughs) There's the reason why, you know, they killed off Sophia is because the actress just was starting to have nightmares about the show and zombies and didn't want to do the show anymore. No, she had nightmares about the second season, about how bad it was. (laughs) They kept her locked in a a barn the whole season. Why not? I'd have nightmares, too. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's like I understand, you know, but, I mean, she's an actress. She knows that, you know, what kind of show she was going on. She was a kid, you know, but so you're no longer a fan of Lauren Cohen. So she almost, she almost like jilted your favorite show. No, just like screw you, Lauren. No. So Not in in, in closing, um, with all this, there was an opening. Yeah, well, sort of. Um, yeah, screaming at each other. That's the whole reason why I was like, <laughs> we're recording. So what you got to do is do you, you got you to do an intro and then edit the intro to fade into the middle of the. I'm just going to. I was just going to have the have the. No, the, we just do. We just do. And now we. Jo- what what episode is this? 21. Uh, 21. One, 121. And now we join Nerdables episode 121, currently in progress. <laughs> and then just go right in. Star Wars, fuck you! <laughs> um, Spielberg, fuck you! <laughs> what's happening? I don't know what's happening. I'm scared. Why do you is, think... Do you think why is Ethan in the corner huddled and shaking? <laughs> especially with all the Star Wars stuff that, you know, with their, especially Rebels, they're not holding anything back for surprises anymore. I mean, it's because, gone. Because kids don't care. But even because you don't care, but even your mom, problem, does, Sebastian. Your mom doesn't care. No, but here's the thing. Again, it's care. it's the it's it. I don't the, think she'd want to the, spoil the show. The, the levels of fandom, and it's like little kids. Like it's like, oh, cool! This character is going to be on the show. I can't wait because they're really excited. They're but kids, is, is that but in, it's not even kids. It's adults. On, right. No, I know. Whoa, no, but they're wait, 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 but, but they're wait, little wait. kids. They're excited. Is that information getting to those kids though? They See, that's to, what I was I, wondering. Here, the, most, a lot of kids got smartphones and access to the exactly. internet. It's sure. The oh, you think they're looking up CBR instead of porn.com? Come on. <laughs> Regardless, I'm sure, I'm sure they know. And There's it, a reason those eight-year-olds are walking around all bow-legged like, oh, I got I, an iPhone yesterday. I love that you had to get up and demonstrate that. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. I, between their pornography sessions, sure, I'm sure they are. <laughs> Boy, I'm really tired of this porn. Let's see what's happening with Rebels. <laughs> like, <laughs> And, and, that, always, it's, it's that quick switch, you know. The, ah, ah, ah. Mom's coming in the room. Oh look, Rebel! Oh look, Leia's going to be on the season premiere of Rebels. Mom, <laughs> this check is going to be really cool. Yeah, this is. They awesome. don't care. Oh, oh, the door's closed. Ah, ah, ah. 
<laughs> they don't care because I remember getting things like, you know, like Nintendo Power Magazine or, you know, like magazines about like shows that they used to produce all the time, which has basically gone to the Internet. And when they would talk about something like, hey, this guy is going to be on like a show here, I mean, or in a video game for a sequel. It's like, oh, that's just really, really cool. They don't care. It's the adult fans who tend to who tend to really yeah, care about that. I'm surprised that even, Luigi even, shows up in Super Mario Brothers. I mean, it's like, okay, you expect that. But even with uh, being a part of the Five of Earth, being a part of the R2 Builders, things like that, they want to know these things as they adults. Yeah, instead again, of letting it happen in there's the... Again, there's, all, I mean, there's also a different... I mean, I don't... There's a lot of people who care about spoilers, and I am vehemently just not in any way, shape, or form <laughs> giving a crap, because <laughs> my policy is if it's been seen by somebody somewhere... Spoilers are open season, and but people do care. There is a there is a segment of the population that cares about spoilers. I but see, I just but, but I, as much as I want to know, but in but in particular for little kids. Stop, because I have a question. When you say a particular point that cares about spoilers, do you mean they care to get them or they care they care to, to they care to stay away from okay. them? They care to stay away from. And you also have to remember, Rebels is a children's show first and foremost. And the target audience Dude, was that, is, those damn kids need to stop watching my show so I can keep my fucking get secret. Out, yeah, <laughs> yes, they they should all get, get off, off of lawn. our collective lawns. Get off my lawn. Get off my space lawn, you jerks. So, and I think a lot of times being fans, it's hard to make that separation. Like, yes, it's a children's show. That doesn't mean it can't be well written or very engaging for all ages. Yeah, but why can't you leave certain things? There's no need. You're going to watch because, the show because you're not the target audience. And the target audience doesn't care. If they hear Princess Leia is going to be on Rebels, they're excited. Okay, Princess a, Leia, I A get. regular fan on the show, they'll just be like, oh, man, he gave but, it away. I wanted it to be a surprise. But the one they gave away this week was one that they don't need to give away. Let it happen. Let the, the, the fans of the Expanded Universe have it happen for them to see. Sure, but again, it shows for kids, not for you. But then why would you include something from the Expanded Universe? Because kid, the, the kids that are watching the show weren't even alive. Yeah, but then they're going to go hit Wikipedia, and then they're going to go, hey, he was in that book. And hopefully, they'll go check out that That's Expanded Universe thing. <laughs> it's a little bit too much. I was trying to keep I it don't know back. it. If it's Dash Rendar, I'll be happy. <laughs> because Dash Rendar isn't canonical. Only the YT-2400 is. I want. I so much want... Uh, I, I wish... Shadows of the Empire was chronicle. Dash Rendar, I love stupidest character. I love Shadows of, of the Empire. Yeah, he had good comics, and his game was really fun. No, Dash Rendar was. Hey, we want to do this story. Yeah, okay, we're gonna set up. There's another horn out there. We're gonna put set up the Empire and Return of the Jedi. That's right. Okay, cool. So Han Solo can't use him. Oh shit! Yeah, Dash Rendar. Let's do a let's do a cooler version everything. of Han Solo. There is a cooler version. Ha- of Dash Han Rendar. Solo. Dash Rendar, if, especially if this you, is this is an eye-opening experience. Sebastian. Dash Rendar is so much awesome. Happening. You think Dash Rendar is op- awesome instead of just an absolute total ripoff of Han Solo that is. I give no you. I, it's it's I, my it's I, my thing with X twenty three. I I grant oh, you. No, I know you love Dash Rendar because you love X twenty three. I grant you entirely. <laughs> terrible clones of popular characters are all Rich's deal. <laughs> I I grant you that he is a clone of Han Solo, but he's much cooler. <laughs> I can't be on the show anymore. But, it, <laughs> but I also think it's probably, for me, like, yeah, even, like, for me, it's like, yeah, I've watched the Star Wars things, but, like, growing out of a time, like, especially, like, yeah, they did the video game Shadows of the Empire where he was first sort of thrown in there. And he was really cool because he's, oh, it was more engaging because you got to actually got to be him versus Han Solo. And for someone like, uh, for someone like Dash Rendar, the way that 
you had to do a lot of games like that is he's silent protagonist, which means you got to sort of input a lot of yourself or what you imagine so the character to be. So what you're saying is that you're cool and then you <laughs> so, play Dash Rendar, I did, so therefore Dash Rendar I, yes. was cool. It, well, it's, it's the, <laughs> yes, but it, that's, that's uh, the same sort of principle that works I'm gonna go, for I'm going to go back and look at all the Shadows of the Empire stuff. Every time I see Dash Rendar, I'm like, that's the best. best. Yes, but I mean, that's it, also a lot of the psychology between a lot of characters that are silent protagonists, things like Laura Croft, Master Chief is another mm. one where Master Chief only has a couple lines of dialogue throughout. Yeah, especially one of them was like, get me more guns or something yeah, like that. Yeah, especially for the first thing. And your so actions bad. as the character sort of mm-hmm. represent the you character cool to you. because you can dual weed. Real weapons and, guns. and the way you play the character is sort of how you map a character All into I'm your head. All I'm telling you is, with this new character that they've announced it's coming, it's not far off before Mara Jade shows up. I'm telling you. Good, because she's another cool character. And I'm only <laughs> saying that because you're making that sound. Oh, no, no. I don't want her to show up. I love Mara Jade. Okay. I absolutely love Mara, Mara Jade. Mara no, Jade I do fantastic. love Mara Jade. And her, her story is She's so a redhead. She's a Jedi. She's it's a, a story that guy. shouldn't Is work. redhead a character trait? Yes. Oh, uh, it's a major. Because it's die. Oh, uh, okay. Curtains don't no, she's a really cool character. <laughs> if they threw her into Rebels, I would just be like, oh, sweet. Uh, I think you leave that character out. Yeah, you everything. you would. You would. Just because to, just she's the seventh. Rich. She's the seventh sister. 90, she doesn't count anymore anyway. 90% anyways, so. of her story is post-Jedi. So 90% of her story cannot be true. No, no. Her mm. her hand could still be true. Her Jabba's palace could still be uh-huh. true. In the Empire service could still be true. The duology that uh, Timothy Zahn wrote in which she's a part of it sort of be true because it takes place as she's sort of leaving the Empire. It's very hard to do. Yeah. Uh, she's a character that she's I don't think mom. will ever come back. If you give, even just mm. to use the name. They would, you would, you would, yeah. you would hurt the character too much. Because it's, 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 it's the ultimate universe in Marvel. They've already said the, they, any of those characters, they can take them and they, recreate yes, they, them. They, they, but that's yes. the thing is... You that, can that's because they're level four or five of, if of tier. They're, re- they're legend on. tier, hold which on. is the lowest tier, which means they get to use them if they want to. And apparently they're using quite a bit. Which is why, uh, which is, which is why I'm kind of bummed out. Like They said, oh no, the, the, the YT-2400 ship, if you want to call it the Outrider, that's canonical. But because Dash Rendar's name was never said in the special edition... He still does not exist anymore. And if somebody wanted to do a comic book with him eventually, they could. Uh huh. Because he's he's They've considered said that they can take most the characters, but they will not take most of their story. You don't have to retcon. Well, on, hold they, on, they hold can on. if they want to. You don't have to retcon that. anything. No. Before at the Battle of Endor, you don't have to Correct. because it all, in a way, makes sense to yeah. a certain degree. You can keep Mara Jade's story all the way up to the Battle of, of Endor, Endor and, and, then, and the Emperor dying. But it would have to change. And, and then that you would hurt that, the character. Yes, you can't have her be Luke Skywalker's Dash wife Rendar, anymore. Dash Rendar well, is a you character. could, on, but you have to retell that. How, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then it's you would the ruin it because that, that's the thing. is Mara Jade is such a cool and important character, especially in that post-Jedi stuff. To, to use her and then not use her to the extent that they did with... Her and Luke, her and Luke Skywalker's relationship is very important, and the, to fundamentally alter it, then then just make a new character. Yeah, this, there are names that you can throw in and you can use that are winks to the audience of expanded universe type stuff, even post Jedi people. If you threw in Talon Carde as the smuggler in Episode Eight, you could see it, and, and for the most, be like, okay, that's kind of because outside of his role in those three books. And he shows up in two other books. He has nothing to do with the post Jedi universe. 
and he has. You're nothing. talking about Dash Rendar. No, 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 Talon Carter. Oh yes, yeah, you could. Oh yes, oh yeah. Do it. You can do an old version of him. Name a character in Episode Eight. Yes, Talon Carter. People would go, oh, okay. They're using the name. It's an allegory to what. If you use Mara Jade, who has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of stories, who's also the number one fan, who is fan choice as best character. Leave her alone. Alone. Yeah. Just I don't see. Alone. I know. I know it's going to start another argument, but I don't see how you can take something that is is so beloved as a uh, uh, such a beloved character. I get. I get her stories mean so but, much but to people. What you're beloved as a character doesn't exist anymore. I know, but that's why. That's why you now have the opportunity to take that character and retell okay. her stories. Right. Are you ever going to love her retold story better than you already have? Depends on the story. No, it doesn't. I'm telling you, you wouldn't, because it can't be the same story. I, I'd love. I'd, she's never. She's never. Going she's to never going to be Luke Skywalker's wife, wife anymore. The, her, the way she, she, she is the the antagonist to Luke Skywalker in the Thrawn trilogy, and that whole dynamic between the two of them, I love, and I know will never be able to be told. Did on you read screen. the Legacy book series? No, I know. I, I should have. I know. Tell, I, I, I know. I'm telling story. you right now. If you if you were to read it, before, I know. There, I know the story from it though. You didn't Did read. you Wikipedia that? No, no, no. Hold on. Let me, let me make my point. Just, just go ahead. Make your point. If you read it before the change, before we're dumping Conical or whatever, if you had read it and you read her death, right, you would feel completely differently. Yeah, I, I know that her story. Yes, I know her I know. story had, a, had was completely told from that, that. That no, I'm telling you, the impact of what that story had. Yes, and what it did to you as a fan, if you would have read it. And had that emotional impact, and I knew what happened before it happened because I read it in something else. Because I right. was I was months behind. That moment is still incredibly emotionally impactful to me. I can tell he's there is to no, cry now. no there is no story, none that they can tell with Mara Jade that will replace what's already there. And to even do so, I don't care what else they do everywhere else. That to me is offensive. And so you is, found the is, one thing that's untouchable. To me, that's untouchable. I don't think Disney feels anything is untouchable. So you can you can you can tell any you feel that you can tell any other character. Thrawn, you can tell the the uh, you Vaughn, you yeah. can tell anything. You but can, the one character you that you should them. leave that they should yes. leave alone yes. is Mara Jade. Because she's way too popular for what it is. For for how popular she is is based on her specific story. And it is so intertwined with everything that happened from Jedi to the end of the legacy book series, it just you're, you're throwing away everything that makes those characters. It would be like saying now that, oh wait, you know what, Ahsoka's story, we're gonna throw that all out and we're gonna retell Ahsoka's story. It's never going to be as good. I agree not, with you, no, and I disagree there's, with there's you. There's no organics to it. I, I, I agree with you on 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 the the impact that she made to the to the fans and to the expanded universe. And how it should not be tarnished, but I think it's, because of that impact, that makes she that makes her even more desirable to Disney. It's to, not a tarnishing as thing. a character. It's a fact that you can never, you're never going to tell her story better than you've already told it. Right. There's but, uh, nothing. You, it's the same thing as Ahsoka. You're never going to be able to tell the story that you told with Ahsoka. But as a character, when we first introduced her, when she first introduced us, everybody we hated, hated her. her. Yes. But the way that she grew, what she became. To fans, she's in Rebels for a reason, and it's not because oh, this character makes the most sense. It was she's super popular and she makes sense in the role that she's in. 
this is perfect. And she's going to make it a very her, she's going I have a feeling she's going to make a a Mara Jade epic type exit. Mara Jade's story is never going to be better than it already is. You can you can argue that even Luke Skywalker's story post Jedi could be better than Luke Skywalker's story as it was told. Right. But I don't think you can with But do Mara. you think that that makes her more desirable for Disney to no. tell, to, to no. as a character? Because no. you're going to piss because... so many people off. And and look, yes, mainstream fans have no idea who she is. They can put Mara Jane's name up there. You kind of go, oh, okay, you kind of have a wink and nod. Talon Cardi would be a perfect person. If you have episode eight, I'm going to introduce this new smuggler. His name is Talon Cardi. You and I are going to go like, hey, look, it's yeah. Talon Cardi. Doesn't mean anything to but us. You do that same but thing with Dash Rendar. You can do it with Dash Rendar. You can tell Dash Rendar's story again because yeah. it's all it's between Empire and Jedi. There's no retconning event that, that's needed. Right. That there's no canon there. There's right. nothing you have. Yeah, to you change. can do. You can do an entire movie of him and IG88 duking it out, and yeah. that would be a movie, and it wouldn't that could mess be the, with anything. Literally, that could be the Boba Fett chase story. Yeah. Now uh, here's a question for you, Chris. Now let's say Disney decides they want to use Mara Jade and do a story, and they take that story from Legacy and do it similar or that way, would you feel more inclined to water watch it? What do you mean take the story from like, 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 set in the legacy? So like if they actually did make like her, his make wife... The same the same type of story as what you're talking and about. And that they're saying that I mean, at like, some point before Force Awakens, she is dead, he's left with an order that is falling apart, yeah. and then... The, that would that be interesting. Would, that would be... It would be, I mean, to it me, would be interesting. To me, that would, take, that would have to be episode seven. But you take away... Unless you're going to introduce it in episode eight that he has a secret son and his name is Ben, but even then you've 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 take you've already taken away Jason and Jaina. Yes, Jason and Jaina don't exist, which are very very popular characters. Anakin as a child, the third solo child, Anakin Solo doesn't exist. But Jaina and Jason are more popular than Anakin. No, I'm just saying. Right, all of the stuff that connects them are all gone. Yes, Mara's connection to these kids is all gone. Her connection to Luke is gone. Her what connection if they as the mother of Luke's son, who is the Padawan? to Jason before he becomes Darth Cadis, it's all gone. But what if they had it as just, they, they said that, let's say they said Rey's, Rey is Luke Skywalker's daughter, and her mother died, and her mother's name was Mara, and that's all they said. That's still terrible. Because still it's terrible, because it wouldn't be Mara Jade. You don't, but that's yeah, that, all they not, say. It's not, it's, she's not Mara Jade. It's, Marvel did it with the Ultimate Universe as a separate, a completely <clears throat> separate timeline. We still had the Reginald X-Men the way that we had the X-Men. We still had Wolverine the way we had Wolverine. And then we had an Ultimate Universe in which Wolverine is working for Magneto and is sent to the X-Men because he's supposed to kill Xavier and Cyclops so that Magneto can come and steal all of the other children and bring them into... And he just goes to the X-Men and says, Man, that redhead is hot. I really want to have sex with her. I'm going to stay here. Just so you and know. I'm, and, yeah, and then I'm basically... I leave Scott to die and then he comes back and he hits me with a force blast. He's like, you're off the team. It's an interesting story because you still have your, your core piece, and it was still ongoing. It didn't throw anything away. Here, you've said everything up to Jedi is exactly the same. Everything past it is gone. And then we're going to reintroduce a character. It's pandering. It's using a name for namesake. It's never, ever going to be better. Will it be your force breaker? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, it's just, there's no reason for it. That's the, I mean, there's so many things that we've already talked about in this. There's no reason for this. There's no reason to do a young Han Solo movie. There's well, none. But there's no reason to do any of it, except for oh, what no, you said. Except money. for what you... Well, that's exactly what you said with the Spielberg. Going, back, going all the way back to the very beginning of this. I think, well, there's a difference between having a creator name and having a character name. I still think you can make an interesting character that may be in the same spirit as Mara Jade, but calling her Mara Jade is what's offensive. If you give an allegory, 
if Luke has a wife somewhere... It was a redhead. And... Not even a redhead. It's just someone... Even if you have someone who... I was in the Empire. The Emperor dies. I don't want to fight for the Empire anymore. But I'm killing Luke Skywalker because he killed my Emperor. Make her an Imperial Royal Guard. And then she falls in love with Luke. And Luke's like, hey, this is awesome. And then she dies... You have pieces from it, but you don't have her story because you're never gonna. But have then, but if you do that, and you let's say you give her some other name, where the, it has an, a comma and a dash in it, because that seems like every Star Wars name now has a comma and a dash in it. Um, people are going to go. Well, no, you, you're telling that's Mara Jade. Why didn't you name her Mara Jade? People it's, are going to get upset that you didn't make her Mara Jade. If that's you, why I say you stay away from all of it. That's. Why did, why did, when I first argued that, that Kylo and Rey were Luke's kids, and you were arguing the other side, the reason, my biggest reason was, if you make both of them Han's kids, it's too close to what's already there. And so why with, with And as I said, that at least Kylo was. Now, yeah, do you, do you feel any different about it? What, Which we they were both Han's kids? But no, no, we've, uh, you know, and we've actually never had this conversation since No, then. just before, remember, we just before <coughs> the movie came out, I said, I'm open to the idea that they're cousins. Right. That but, one but, and one. I picked the other way around. Right. I picked Kylo being Luke's But son now do you feel differently seeing the movie that Kylo, the what? that, about Kylo being uh, Han's son? No, I think it should, I, I thought, I thought it still should have been Luke, but it, it doesn't. Even Luke, with the it, outcome? Well, no, that's the thing, is if he's Luke's kid, it doesn't fit in the story. Right. So that's the way they built the story. Because I think... If he's Luke's kid, he has to kill Luke. He doesn't have to kill Luke. He just killed Luke's best friend. Yes. He still killed Luke's... But it's Luke's not as impactful as if you no, kill him. A... It's also not as impactful because you find out he's his father an hour before. Very true. And that's the thing. is The story that they told in terms of their relationship isn't told very well. No. To me. It, 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 it doesn't have anything until that scene. Because I think both of them are very good in that scene. Yes. That you get that emotional impact. The, but we all saw why they had yeah. to tell it earlier. It, no. No. Well, that, that was my well, argument, I mean, that they didn't have to tell it they earlier. Didn't they, they, we they, they didn't have to. We agreed that they didn't have to. but They didn't have to, but there's nothing in the story that warrants it. Except for to... Because he we said the reason... No. Because in reason the movie, he's like, he's like, ah, you're feeling... to use it as an emotional bond between Leia and Han when they reunite. Yes. But my argument is, it's even more powerful if... That bond isn't there. No, I agree. Yeah, and that's what you don't know why Luke or why Han. Why Han and Leia, and it it still works for all that conversation works if in the back of your mind you think that's their nephew, right? Instead of instead of their son, it's more emotional to me because it's so hard on both of them because they can't say his name. Yada yada yada. We've had this conversation before, and because of that, I don't look. He's he's Han's kid. Fine, I don't care. That's that's what they've established. That's fine. But it's also if the they, same situation. If if halfway through Empire Strikes Back, if the Emperor goes, "Oh, your son is coming to look for you," by the way, and then you get to the moments like, "Luke, I yeah. am your father." Would you really care that much? No, yeah, because you go back. Go back well, to no, Empire. If, if Obi Wan says, you "No, know, no, Vader's if, your father," no, because no, they the tried Emperor, to mirror this. They, if, if they the tried to mirror the scene exactly with Vader in Empire, because that conversation makes no sense. Because he says the son Both of Skywalker. Both of them know who Vader is. Yes. Both of them know that Vader's Anakin Skywalker. So, it's well, Vader even says Skywalker's on on there. Yeah, but yeah. again, but nobody knows that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker the, yet. The conversation you have to give that suspension. No, yes, it, it, you have to give your give, son is. You is, have to give a suspension of disbelief for that conversation because it's very ambiguous. Right. That's the same thing. Snoke's conversation with with Kylo could have had the very same ambiguity, and again, 
knowing all of the other rumors, knowing what's said in the beginning of the film with Max Vanzito's character, it becomes much more ambiguous and it puts you as an audience member, you make your own assumption. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no, what I I'm agree. Saying, I, I agree. Here's why I would say almost having him, having him as Han's son is almost worse is because he follows Jason's path to a very, you know, linked... Yes. It's, it's not right on, but, but Jason it's turns to the dark side... And if Ray is, if it's if Ray is his cousin, or we find out it's his secret sister, that's Jaina. Yes, Jaina kills Jason. Yes, if that's the and then let's, then why did you change anything? Right. Why? Like what's What's the point? Then you might as well just show, throw out most of it, but throw and, show, and that, use the legacy. And, and that was my exact point with the the whole thing where you said, well, you know, if you if you take Luke's wife or you know, dead wife or whatever, and you make her former, you know, part of the empire who goes after Luke and everything like that, but you change, you know, change certain details or names so that it's not Mara, then it, what's the point? You might as well have just gone ahead and made it Mara. So that's why I don't think you would do that. I think they have to change it enough that at least it's not, there's no reason to throw away everybody's work in terms of conical. You don't really throw away any artist's work. Right. But, unless you really just throw it in the trash. Um, but if you're going to throw it away in terms of a conical story sense, then what's the point if you're just going to kind of tweak the story? Star Trek, as much as Sebastian hates the new Star Trek, part of the, the, the uh, criticism of Into Darkness was they're just trying to sell, they're just trying to tell you Wrath of Khan again. Right. Why? Why not just make a new movie? Right. Because right. the original Star Trek is not the original Star Trek. J.J. Abrams' Star Trek One is not Star Trek the motion picture. They're not even close. No. One is good, and one of them's boring as fuck. Um, <laughs> but in Star I'm Trek, I'm curious two, to think wait, which one you think is boring as fuck, which one you think is good, which one you think is good. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm pointing I'm from Chris to Sebastian because I can guarantee you right now, the one that you think oh, is no, really we've, good we've already is the one that he thinks is boring as fuck, and the one that <laughs> he thinks is really good is one you think is boring as fuck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. We both know that. Which that. I think is fascinating, and when we get closer to the new Star Trek movie, we're going to do that. We're going to have a whole yeah, Star except Trek. that Sebastian won't see it. I'm not going to go see it because I don't need to. To I don't need the future why, why? heart problems. Has J.J. Abrams become your new Stephen Moffat? And... No, I just don't give a shit about him. I don't concern my you like know, that. That voice was a little high for someone you don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because the assumption is, it's like, it's like, oh, you like, you must, you know, ah, Star Trek into Star Trek into what was the third Darkness. one? No, oh, Beyond Fast and Star Trek, yeah, Star, Star Trek, Trek Fast Beyond. and Furious. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, you must be really upset with everything that JJ James. It's like, no, I stopped giving a shit. And JJ's not, not, not even JJ doing this one. It's not even. It's just producing it. But regardless, even for Star Wars, I guess like, yeah, he didn't make a very good Star Wars movie, and I'm not alone in that. But then it's like, whatever. <laughs> New people going on to Episode Eight. Like, what do you think about the theory that um, Episode Eight? Um, I don't. One of the reasons it got moved was so that Disney doesn't shoot themselves. That's what they're saying now. It's because they didn't want to move it to to Memorial Weekend because there's they they have pirates and stuff coming out around then and they wanted to give Well, it depends on when pirates They wanted to give Avengers was, or no, when Guardians, was pirates supposed to open originally? June, I think. Yeah, within a month and a half because yeah. they would have they would there, there released, been very they tight would not window. have released it at Memorial Day. They would have released it the first week of May. Well, there was, there was a very tight window because the first week of May is Guardians, then Memorial Weekend was supposed to be Star Wars and then June the first or second week of well, June. Well, that was the that was the theory it's all. It's also Occam's Razor. The yeah. simplest explanation is the most the most logical. The right. fact of the matter is, is like, yeah, if they moved it to December, 
They have the summer to their big summer blockbusters, and then they get to have the winter all to themselves again, and they get to have movie releases stretched out throughout the whole year. Throughout they, the whole year. I don't think anyone at Disney was panicking when J.J. Abrams came up and said, May's too early. Right. And then they realized, you know what? Let's not release this movie four weeks after Avengers. Yeah. Let's move it to December. Because right. that's it. You could have opened it, I, I think you opened it on February 1st and March. Right. And then and they said Rogue One is December. And it's like, okay. It's like, well. Every Star Wars movie is going to be December. Do we want to mess around with Avengers, like Marvel movies and whatever else we have coming out? Plus, you know. Well, that's what I thought they originally moved it for is because they're like, well, all the other movies were released around the same yeah, time. Yeah, I, 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 the so truth is, is that December. Th- there's no re- the, the reason that they moved to December. That's the most reasonable of them. It's like, why would you want to pull profits away from every single project? But the, the, re- mm-hmm. the realistic reason is that J.J. Abrams and that production team went to Disney and said, we can't finish yeah, this. We can't yeah. finish. And then, yeah. But I'm talking for episode well, I mean, eight, We could though, finish, but it was going to be terrible. Because for episode 8, they push it back to December. And it's like, yeah, if they don't want to hamper their profits by, by oversaturating their films, because they're going to have two Marvel movies. They're going to have Pirates, which is a big one. They're going to have uh, whatever uh, animated films coming out, mm-hmm. you know, like Pixar movie for the summer too and it's then like, added on to it you give ryan johnson more time well the other that's yeah, the other you, thing you, is you, they start doing rewrites a, yeah you give yeah, them more time you have more time that even let's say they they set the they keep the production schedule the same and you finish that movie in time to release it the last week of may you can look at a cut of that film and go wait a minute we're missing this let's add the, and you can go you have you it. have You've another nine months, months yeah well nine whatever. months really but yeah. i'm I, i've said it many times i'm a venture brothers fan I can wait. Yeah. I have patience. So the last thing is, um, we we heard this week that episode nine will be shot on film, not Good. digital. Does that mean that episode eight you think will be shot digital or on no, they, film? No, they said digital already for that one. They said digital for episode eight. Yeah, for nine, nine is the only one right now that has been slated for film because that's the that's the, the filmmakers. So seven and nine. Yeah, they're seven. No, seven and eight are digital. Seven is not digital. I am pretty sure that a Abrams lot of that, had said that he was going to go back and he wasn't shooting. It then digitally. it looks like then it's only eight. Then it, that's going to be digital, which is fine. Yeah, but now I'm intrigued because seven does not look like it's shot on film at all. And that was fact, one. That was remember one of the, one of the things when we uh, interviewed uh, the guys from. Uh, yeah, it may have been his plan to go, uh, his plan to go film. But I'm intrigued now because that movie doesn't look like digital. At, doesn't right. look like film at all. <laughs> Um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens was shot on film. Okay, so then it looks like it's only Episode Eight for now. That's uh, according to Pettit, which could change too. So if, if there's, uh, if there's uh, well, it's all yeah. dependent on the director's choice. If the right. director yeah. feels that he wants to shoot it on film, then okay. I don't know. Well, then, no, 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 no. Back in July 15th, uh, this is Petapixel.com. Back in July 2013, we shared how major filmmakers band together to rescue Kodak. One of them was J.J. Abrams. The new Star Wars was shot on Kodak film. Because it even uh, says Kodak. Uh, it was the only yeah. colored... And when you watch the tr- the ending credits, then, the only then I, logo that shows up at the very end in color then I, is Kodak. Hold on. Uh, episode 7 was shot... Uh, Abrams used 65mm film for Episode 7. And Episode 8 is expected to be shot on Kodak film as well. This is from mm-hmm. December. Then I, then, then I am even more confused by the hubbub of... Everyone being so upset that he that episode nine is being shot on film. It makes no sense to me. So I, I thought I thought it was just the opposite. Everybody was more excited that it wasn't. But it, to me, I was like, well, so why is why are you being excited that it's going to be shot on film? No, episode people, seven, but was. people weren't sh- excited they were shot on film. People were upset that it was being shot on film. The the backlash to him was saying it's like because he had said it's like I'm shooting this movie on film, and everyone's like, why? 
And then he was like, and then his explanation was like, well, you know, if you look at the world, it's kind of gritty, and I, I can't see them having sort of like, you know, I can't see the world being filmed in digital. And everyone, you know, tried to shit in his punch bowl over it. And I guess like, and, and now knowing it's like, it's like, okay, so if episode seven's being shot on film and episode eight's being shot, then why do people care so much right. that it's being shot on film? It makes no sense why everyone is so upset. According mm-hmm. to Screen Rant, Ryan Johnson said he was shooting it on film. Really? So all three movies... So all three they're all the, shot on film. Yeah. Then then people yeah. being upset makes no sense to me. Uh, Johnson, uh, Ryan Johnson recently revealed this... Now it seems director Ryan Johnson will continue this approach. The whole article is about being shot on film. Now it seems director Ryan Johnson will continue this approach when he helms Star Wars Episode Eight and eventually Episode Nine, which of course he's not shooting. Trevor was. Uh, so he may have wanted to go digital for Episode Eight and then was like, "Okay, I'll do it on film." Yeah, but he's shooting it on thirty-five. This is there was a there's two tweets on here. This is back in June last year. Ryan Johnson with rumors about PTA using sixty-five PTA. I don't know what that is. Um, Rogue One being shot with the old Panavision 70. Are you considering this also for Force for Star Wars? So even Rogue One is being shot on film. That's what they're saying. Ryan Ryan Johnson's official uh, tweet back says, I really wanted to, some specific specific logistical reasons, we're sticking with 35. With 35mm film becoming more and more obsolete in the digital age, movie that uses to benefit from its boutique nostalgic visual quality, that's getting sold as distinctly. Man, so and I feel like even it. worse for the internet mob that attacked Colin Trevorrow for announcing mm-hmm. that he shot on film. Because I was just like, who cares? They're, well, it's he, interesting that they're using 35 millimeter instead of 65. For enough uh, for episode for 65 eight. or 70. Yeah. yeah. Episode 7, 8, and 9 will all use film. Star Wars Rogue One is being shot with the new Ari Alexia 65, a large format digital camera. Okay, so, okay, it's digital. so that's Considering digital. Considering Rogue too. One will serve as a standalone Star Wars universe can lend the film its own unique look and help set it apart right. from the central franchise. Yeah, because they, like, they were on top of Colin. It's like, you're just trying to make the film industry harder with editing and special effects. How dare you go on film? It's like... Mm. Now I'm just so baffled at that because, like, it means nothing it to me. It doesn't make it harder because he can just take that roll of film, run and it digitize through, it, yeah, and just digitize it. Well, that's what will happen once once he films of the course. movie. That all that footage will be digitized. Yeah, but yeah, it's just the fact that you're because they're going to have to. It'll give the it gives the film the the yeah. look of the the picture the project looks a little bit different than it does with right but well, they're but, gonna, especially yeah. with all the CG they're doing in the movies. They're going to have to digitize it anyway, right? So. Regardless if they're shooting on film or yeah, digital. Yeah, so now I'm even because... Be digital anyway. Yeah, so this, this is... Uh, what is this from? This is from this week, January 30th. It's actually today. Uh, Sundance, Christopher... Colin Travo, director. Travo said that Star Wars Episode Nine will be shot on film, not with digital cameras. This is following with the rest of the new trilogy of films. J.J. Abrams shot Force Awakens on 35mm film stock, with some sequences like the Jakku chase utilizing 65mm for greater scope. So uh, it was, was all put, then. yeah, it was all put through a digital post-production workflow and retroactively upgraded to 3D for theaters. But it was shot on film. Reports are that Ryan Johnson, episode eight, is also going to shoot on 35 with select 65 millimeter scenes. After the director originally tried to shoot the whole movie on 65 stock, that would put the Trevor Alda, uh, I can't say his name. Trevoro. Trevoro. Yeah. Trevoro. Trevoro. Trilogy capper as the hybrid 35 65 millimeter shoot if all goes according to plan. Now, the interesting thing is, what if, uh, since all three of them are going to do it, what if this is Disney's choice, and Disney said, hey, you know what, you're going to have to shoot it on film because we want it to be in that style. Well, well I, I think JJ said, I'm going to do it on film. That's entirely and possible. And now Disney's saying, no, everybody's going to do it. Well, because Colin Trevorrow 
he actually said he actually gave his explanation as to why he chose film because he's like, I think the look of the universe doesn't look like digital. I think, it, you know, like he gave some weird, like hippy dippy, like it's like, oh, just the look of the universe. And yeah. I can't imagine every, you know, being it being clean and digital. They well, want to film. This is this is his quote from the uh, news of Star Wars continuing to shoot on film is interesting, especially Trevor's joke about why he wants to use stock. There's something in my brain that says, well, they didn't have video cameras then. It's a period film. It happened a long time ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trevor shot Jurassic World on a combination of film, digital, and IMAX cameras. Then all, the, then the whole film was loaded to a computer where the movie was constructed. Uh huh. Then the film was passed off for color correction. Every frame was digitally altered. Interesting. Yeah, I knew that about Jurassic. So yeah, that, then the backlash for Colin Trevorrow doing it in digital make. I mean, unless they they took his one comment and are just like rabble rousing. As Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 director James Gunn said on his Facebook page when it was announced his movie would be shooting in a jaw-dropping 8K resolution digital format. Oh, that's going oh, to right. be so sweet. I believe when shooting on a format like the Red Weapon 8K or the Alexis 65, the amount of data is so massive, certainly more so than on a strip of film, that gives you more freedom in production and post-production to create exactly the film you want to create mm-hmm. than actual film does. Such high resolution gives me the ability to control every single bit of data to do so would take a long time, but at least that knowledge comforts me. Well, but at least with something like Guardians, we saw with the first Guardians how different it was. It lends itself to that type of format. Well, it, Star Wars. It's I didn't, see, I, not so much lending, but the his explanation for using 8K, which is one of the reasons why, like it's one of the first films to do 8K too. I think. Yeah, but it, the it's a good. It, it's interesting because something like shooting in 4K for even for just small home uses is that with four. It, 8K gives him enough, like, if he, even re- theaters don't project in 8K. Right. But if he shoots a sequence or even certain shots with 8K, he can then crop in mm-hmm. to a point where he can stop at theater resolution and still have so much data to work with, which is right. what makes it's why That's why a lot of times, you know, even with 4K prevalent, like, you can shoot 4K on your iPhone, but what makes great is not so much that you can upload to YouTube in 4K, so that it gives you better-looking 1080p when you scale it down exactly or you can crop the image and still have a lot of resolution to go down to, to 1080p if you mm-hmm. want to crop well down. even if you want to zoom it in I mean, when you're yeah. cropping you, you can zoom it in and even if you're going to 1080 yeah. you're not losing the resolution you would if you went from 1080 to, to like 720. 720 or something yeah so no there, there's a lot of good reasonings and i like it, for me it's like the for, there's a lot of people who tend to have a horse in the race of digital versus film and it depends it's, on what you're doing. It, with it's it. what you're doing with it, and yeah, it's what you're doing. And I don't, I don't see Quentin Tarantino shooting in digital anytime soon. No, and it's it's up to the person's choice. So it's fascinating to see the. That's why the whole thing is interesting because of the backlash Colin Trevorrow received specifically for selecting film for Episode Nine and not the any and not anybody else. Which, Look, I, I've attended I've attended film classes where the the professor has said, "Look, if you're going to shoot something on your iPhone." Make sure whatever the project is, it lends itself to being shot on an iPhone. Right. If you're going to shoot something where it, it's going to be, you know, on an IMAX, make sure whatever you're shooting with lends itself to be shot on an IMAX. I mean, you should shoot something on our iPhone and put it on an IMAX. Yeah. It yeah. And what doesn't matter with shooting Let's Guardians two in in eight K, that's bigger resolution than IMAX can than than IMAX already right. is. So it doesn't. He doesn't even have to. He, he's already cut the middleman out of IMAX. Exactly. For giving him cameras and film stock, he can just like. That's 8K, man. Yeah. So, has anybody else got anything before we wrap up? We're going to wrap up? Yeah. 
Um, all that news we talked about for well, 20 well, minutes. There really wasn't much. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. We'll, we'll just put this in here so we do now. And now we join Veritable's episode 121, already in progress. And then we just fade right into it. Okay. We scream each other about... Um, but uh, there was one other thing that Captain America uh, Civil War has been shown to a few audiences, and it's getting uh, extremely, 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 extremely well-rounded. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, exciting to hear. Well, that's what they say about uh, Batman versus Superman. So we'll see. There's like, there's like someone on the internet. This is the new trailer or shot or whatever. It's like it's gonna make you want to see this movie so bad. I'm like, I don't, I can't even watch it. I don't, really, I don't even want to see it. I still haven't even seen the Suicide trailer. I just don't care. The Suicide trailer looks better than the Batman versus Superman. It's also a really well cut trailer. Yeah, it doesn't speak just, to anything in the film. Just don't care. It's weird. I just, to me, Batman Superman is going to ruin everything. I did watch uh, uh, Batman Bad Blood. No, Batman Bad Blood, which is really, really good. I'm surprised that Taylor Swift did a song just for that. that That's the other news I was going to bring up. Taylor Swift did a song for a Batman movie? No, there's going to be a new Justice League cartoon. There is going to be a new Justice League cartoon. It's 11 minutes long. It's action and and nothing else. Kevin Conroy is going to talk to himself when he talks to, uh, or Batman is going to talk to himself. No, he'll talk to himself when he talks to Booster Gold. Yes. Booster Gold is um, uh, 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 Diedrich Bader. Yes. <laughs> so when that episode comes and Kevin Conroy as Batman is talking to Booster Gold as Diedrich Bader, at some point he says, you sound a lot like me. But Mark Hamill is also rejoining the cast Mark Hamill yeah. as the, the Joker. The, the bigger news in it is the idea of doing a Justice League that hopefully Cartoon Network doesn't cancel because you know they're going to show... Four episodes and then show repeats for a year, and then you're and just going to get episodes. You're just going to get Happy Harbor, end, and then a new season starts the next week, and it jumps you five years in the future, and it makes no sense whatsoever. And then you're like, "Well, it's on Monday. No, it's on Tuesday. It's wins. It's wins Tuesday. It's two Wednesday. Third. It's Sunday morning at five a.m. Didn't That's they go a episodes. whole week or a whole month just showing Happy Harbor? Probably. Um, no, it's it's eleven minutes. It's based more off of a, trying to gather or trying to grab the demographic that has made T-Titans go so successful. Uh-huh. 11 minute episodes means you can produce a lot more episodes per week. Yes. And you can have new episodes longer. So you can do in a half hour block, you have a new episode and a repeat. Mm-hmm. Right. Next week you have a new episode and a repeat. You're getting a new episode and it's only a few minutes long. Um, the the story structure, as they've said, it's just that we're going to throw you right in it. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman will be in almost every single episode, supposedly. And a Justice League person will be in there. Sounds a lot like Brave and the Bold. Yep. So it it, it sounds cool. I like the hero the villain of the week. The the Batman design looks a lot like the Batman Strikes design. Yeah. I really I love I love the design work of that show. I actually like that show too. I know not everybody did, but I really love the design work of that show. Um, so no, I thought it was cool. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Looks and yeah. the the early thing they sort of previewed. I like the idea. And Teen Titans Go was really good. If they're trying to stick to that as a formula, I think it could work really well for Teen them. Teen Titans Go now is one of the best shows on TV. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but so you can't you can't you can't do a Justice League with that. Oh no, you're not that, going to. Uh, but what I'm saying is satire. No, no, the, form, no, the, the formula. The, the, the formula of being able to do. You have a story that you just jump right into. Right. No, no continuity whatsoever. I mean, there's an episode where Beast Boy just completely disappears, and yeah. he's in the next episode. It's just like, wait, you just stranded him on another planet, or he dies, or whatever. Well, so, they, they they had the whole episode where they go inside of uh, uh, Cyborg's body, and you they had the whole episode when they go inside of Beast Boy's body too. Yeah, and Rob, you it's know, they come disgusting. out, and Robin is just the the he he's he, he's oh. still miniature at the end of it. I God, think that show is so good. 
And then the next episode, he's back to normal. You know, it doesn't have it. It's not not sequential. It's not continuity dependent. Uh, The stories are very short. They're very targeted. You get to have really, you can have lot, you can have a wide range of genre episodes. Do you think, do you think DC's going to throw a lot of stuff out there though? Well, look at what they did for Batman's anniversary when they did those little shorts. And there's the, there's the, the Shogun short, the one that's done in a kind of very old school Japanese series. There's no story to that. It's just him right. and, and well, that was what, for was the, Bane or whatever. Well, yeah, but that was, whole, that was when they in, that's when they introduced the DC Nation. I was going to say when yeah, they did the DC Nation, everybody loved the the, the in betweens better than they liked the shows yeah, that they because were airing. Those, right. those little shorts, the Green Arrow one, is fantastic. Amethyst yeah. was really good. They yeah. did like a seven oh, part Amethyst. That Amethyst needs to be a show, dude. It's just Legend of Zelda, but right. it's so no, good. it needed to be a show. And I can't believe they tried to launch that at the same time they were doing their Amethyst New Fifty Two comic, which was. Oh, Horrible. The whole, uh, the whole. It wasn't that bad, but it was one of those like, man, sitting right in front of you was the perfect oh, yeah. they, way to relaunch. Sort of amethyst as a as a comic, as a, like a girls centric comic. I mean, it's basically it. It was you watch that episode, you're like, this is just Legend of Zelda. Yeah, and it was like well, the, the they whole, did Zelda's the they hero did, now. They did it as seven parts. Fantastic. Yeah. The she, whole was, DC, she was the kid DC, playing the video games and get sucked into the world. Awesome. Yeah. The whole DC superpower higher, whatever it is with all the girls, came out of that little... Uh, Influenced by it, influenced by super super best friends, yeah, which was or which was fantastic, and I wish that became a show too. Well, then they also had remember the the uh, two color uh, um, anime style uh, Batman episode. They did that was really good too, and a lot of I'm sad that those did not end up being. Pilot tests, but they proved that shows. that shortened format works, works really better. Well. Yeah, DC's always been really good at doing those animated shorts. Well, Teen Titans has proved it too. Yeah, I mean, Teen Titans was basically we're going to do. Teen Titans was a major company doing the Adult Swim model, right? Because the Adult Swim model that was it. It's well, that's what that's what. Um, yeah, that's what eleven uh, minutes. William Street doing the Adult yeah. Swim. Well, that's everything. also that's also Robot Chicken. That's also yeah. uh, well, Aqua that's, Teen yeah, and, and everything. Well, else. That was all. That was all. Yeah, Adult Swim and. <laughs> I'd like that little pause there. Yeah, there's a little pause so I could, I could, I could shirt. Um, Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse yes. was great as 11 minutes. It went to a half hour with 22 minutes. It was horrendously bad as they tried to stretch every story into 22 minutes and it just didn't work. Oh, I got I just, yeah, I got to show you something. Metalocalypse? No. Uh, I, you, were I, you trying to call whales or something I when fa- you hit that? <laughs> I found all of the G.I. Joe cartoons. Oh, like even even when you get to season what they consider season three and season four, those are terrible. Oh, they're so bad. Well, it came out. They did that nice Footlocker box of the yeah. entire yeah. show, but the the I, color I the color change. And I have oh, the leadership like, matrix uh, transformers. The uh, I remember when they were on the hub. <laughs> Rest in peace, you idiots. Um, they still are on Discover Kids. Are they on Discover Kids? Yeah, um, yeah. The reruns. I always knew when they were on a, because Rich and I would start furiously texting each other, <laughs> and one. usually it was it was it was me going. They just broke the windows open in a cargo plane at 32,000 feet and nothing sucks out? <laughs> and they're just shooting lasers? And you can't have, like, a little pop gun take down a rat. Dude, gung-ho just like... lost all his color. Yeah, I was just... Why? <laughs> of course, my favorite... We, I don't remember when they first started showing this, but there was a point where I was out at White Chocolates. I was out at Eric's, and we were watching an episode. It's the one where the satellite falls on that island or something. Oh, yeah. And so Cobra and, and the team goes, and it's like Spirit and Flint, and that's it or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's Storm Shadow, the really racist Storm Shadow, and a bunch of other dudes, and they they get into a fist fight. They're basically walking up this 
this cliffside or whatever, you know, this, uh-huh. and they get into a fist fight and then they get to the top and then there's the monkey people. The monkey people. So <laughs> the Joe team that's sent after them, they're walking up the thing and they're like, look at these laser blasts. There was a major <laughs> battle here. Like, there was no lasers. We saw the battle. It was all fists. No one had a gun. <laughs> I, w- I got so sad at that show because I was like, I, I had, I, it was like, what, a couple years after uh, Resolute, and they used the same character models, and I was like, oh my god, are they doing a Resolute-style show? Oh, that was that was Retal- no. no, that was Renegades. Uh, Renegades. Renegades, Renegades yeah. was really good. I enjoyed Renegades I liked Renegades. Um, I just missed so much of that. Like, no, the original... Because uh, well, Rene- while I enjoyed Renegades, they, they pulled me in with the... They pulled me in with Resolute style of the, almost the same character designs. Well, and I just... Res- okay, so Resolute, the, the story of Resolute, and, and so it's good. the funniest. The, Joaquin DeSantos and Morinos together? The most uh, telling thing when, when I got a chance to talk to Andy Schmidt years after he had left and gone to work to Hasbro and then left Hasbro and was, among other things, he wasn't supposed to tell me, but one of the things he mentioned was that Resolute was the first thing they had done with G.I. Joe since the point of the original American hero line completely leaving. Sergeant Savage didn't work. J.I. Joe Extreme didn't work. Sergeant Savage, they only did Venom, one episode. Venom versus Valor didn't work. Spy right. Troops didn't work. The Sigma only thing, Six didn't The work. only thing that connected with fans was Resolute. And Hasbro was so scared of it that they just threw it away. Mm-hmm. They just tossed it. Because like, uh, we don't know what to do with this. What, what do we do? How do we do a PG-13... Hard PG thirteen cartoon and design. No, no, no. We, uh, we'll, oh, Wait, you're wanting to use blood? Uh, you want, you want them to use guns? <laughs> I know. Well, the thing that killed him. As they actually as, shoot people. As much as anything else, apparently, and this has been kind of in and out. There was an interview that um, a podcast did with Larry Hama, and they asked him about Resolute, and he said that Resolute wasn't GI Joe, which is which which fascinates me because. To me, it's it feels more like his. Cla- it feels like his GI Joe. It feels like his comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say it feels like, like the to, comic. A, to a certain degree. It does have a harder edge. To it, it does, and but in a modern age, that's what you you need. right. And then, no, I, I think you need. So what the the kind of urban myth, and I've never seen it. I've never confirmed. seen it confirmed is that that was a big part of Hasbro being turned off, and the reason that it gets that sort of. And they even Urban showed it on Adult Swim too, didn't they? Yeah, they yes. showed it in parts. Yeah, the that's where it, first, like, it was like a twelve-part well, no, series it was, on. It was, a, it was a web series, and then the yes, final right. episode. They showed all the episodes in the final episode on Cartoon Network, and then the final episode was released on 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 the web as well. Right, but the, the reason that 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 rumor has so much credence is because the original script for GI Joe: Rise of Cobra was a very hard PG thirteen hmm. espionage international action film. They, they showed the script to Larry Hom and he says, there's nothing in this that makes this G.I. Joe. There's nothing in it that makes it G.I. Joe. You just put the characters' names into an action movie. Opposed into, into the, into the like second one. And nothing. And they scrapped it and restarted with them being all but a superhero force. Right, with it the robot suits. And, uh, the robot suits weird. and a super base. It's so weird, because I love Warren Ellis' story where they were like, hey, do you want to do G.I. Joe? And he, I think he was saying, like, he first turned around, he's like, I don't know what G.I. Joe is. I can't. You can't leave this to me. I'll I'll screw it up. And then someone is like, "You got offered Action Man," and he's like, "What?" It's like that's what the no we we Action Force, yeah, Action Force. And and he's like, "Wait, GI Joe is Action Force? Yeah. I can do this." And it was weird because they they reprinted all, a lot of those Action Force comics here in the states in the eighties because GI Joe was the the top comic in Marvel, and the sensibilities of those comics are much much different. 
Yeah. They're very different at the time. They were such a different sort of sensibility to what they were writing and the way that they treat they treated Action Force. And they treated them as a British team. And uh, they were much more extreme in how they what they did with Cobra. Well, that was the other thing. G.I. Joe Extreme. G.I. Joe Extreme. Well, the... the well, even Reloaded, the Chuck Dixon wrote, yeah. which had probably the most realistic premise that G.I. Joe had for the, the longest Chuck Dixon time. one was really good. The Chuck Dixon one was basically Cobra was really, really nasty. I mean, yeah. they take over Hawaii. But I forgot. They, they showed the, car, the, the one of the commercials on the G.I. Joe forum, or uh, the Facebook page, mm-hmm. from when the, uh, the drug enforcement... I forgot oh, I about that. That Cobra was pushing drugs out onto oh, yeah, the street. The headhunter. <laughs> yeah. I, the only reason I wanted is I loved the design of yeah. those two characters. The headhunter and his henchmen or whatever were fantastic. But it was the, the whole like commercial and everything. Design. I was like, holy shit. Well, the, the eco-terrorism. Yeah. The if you get to the last third of Larry Hama's run, it's unreadable. Yeah. It is so bad. And then you get Transformers, a part of canon. So, yeah, they know. exist in the same universe, the Hasbroverse. Yeah, yeah they've still talked well, about. Well, they did, they did a the movies doing that uh, miniseries, and it was you know it was kind of fun and interesting, but it, it didn't have any continuity in terms of. No, yeah, it was. Well, a, but then, it was like a four part miniseries. It was, it was four part miniseries out of, out of continuity. But in the 120s or so, Larry Hama puts the Transformers in the GI Joe comic book, hmm. uh-huh. and it was it, the, the, they said the sales just disappeared. From there, and yes, there is the Ooh, the, the, the infamous the, rumor, the the idea that Hasbro is now thinking of doing a shared universe between Micronauts, GI Joe, Mask, Transformers, and, and Mask. I think they'll leave Transformers out of it. They said they that they were they. There's a very 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 strong possibility that a that Transformers. Is, it may not be. It may not be terrible thing in the world, or the most terribly awesome thing. I know. Because look, if you're gonna throw away everything and start over, and you do. A story in which the Transformers come to Earth, and <laughs> Mask exists, and G.I. Joe exists. G.I. Joe could be created as a force that was supposed to kill the Transformers. Right. We have giant robots on this planet. you got to do just, something. And that's kind of these different types of incarnations of G.I. Joe versus Transformers. I actually just got the, the IDW series that, um, or uh, the Devil's Due series yes. that, that Jay Lee did, which set in World War II. That's basically what it is. G.I. Joe is just a special operations force. In, in Europe in World War II, and Cobra is basically Hydra. Right. And they discover these transforming robots that have been here for millions of years, and they react... I'm sorry, did you say trans- you said transforming, not transformium. Transformium. That's the greatest thing. <laughs> Un- unobtainium transformium. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, it would, I, I don't know. I mean, could you imagine? Everybody has to have... Could a- I imagine it? Yes. Do I want it? No. Everybody that's, that's has to have a I cinematic just, universe I just go, now. Uh, well, I don't even think they're going to do it as a cinematic universe. I think they'll just do it as a cartoon. No, they were talking about it. All right, so now that we've had the second call kind of interrupted, I think it's time to, to wrap this thing up at two, min- two hours and 12 minutes. Your hair is out of control. It Wait, is this, right this now. This thing without the, without the little, it's the very little loud. condom there is really loud. Yes, that's why it's it cool mic. I kind of feel like, like if I take this off. Like an 80s reporter. Yeah, totally. No, like, you know, the game show host. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Bob Barker. He used to have that thing, like, he used to hold it at, like, his yeah, crotch. Yeah, Richard, Richard Dawson. He'd hold it at his crotch, and it would go, like, above his nose, and you have that little thing on This is, yeah, I could do this. How are you doing? Especially as it got in the old, later years, he couldn't move too much yeah. after he had all his back problems. Because so he, he, he also, just sort of tilted. nuts. All right, so make sure you check it out next week when we'll be talking about something else. I'm um, 
yeah, every time we say we're not going to talk about Star Wars, we end up doing a whole show, so who Well, knows? we didn't really have anything for the show, and then you and I started screaming at each other. So yes. Then the I just started recording. This is what Star Wars does, people. <laughs> this is what it does to you. This so check great. out Facebook.com slash Nerdables. Also, Twitter, at Nerdable Show. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>